and welcome y'all to Conversations with Dean. I am Dean. That over. Listen, last week, last week, I, I was interviewing the, the homie Big Dave, choke him out Dave. Now, Dave was supposed to be here with us this week, but he wasn't able to make it. But don't worry, he'll be back. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't got trip on that. Now, listen, I told y'all. Now, remember when I told y'all how Joey Diaz says, if you got Jews behind you, you can never, never go wrong. And if you got Italians behind you, you can never go wrong. Well, listen here, motherfuckers. I got one who's half and half. He's destined to control the motherfucking world, dog. And he's here to help give you some motherfucking numbers and some motherfucking facts. Don't ask where he come from. Don't listen. He's come from a financial background. We're going to leave it be. Y'all don't understand the risk that he, y'all, 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 listen, listen, listen. My regular viewers, y'all understand the dungeon that is conversations with Dean. I had to pull strings for y'all, son. I'm doing this for the people, son. He's coming into the dungeon for you. Listen, all you got to know is he works with numbers and he fixes numbers. However, you need them numbers fixed. We're going to leave it there. All right. His name is motherfucking number Steve. Don't ask for no last name. He don't got a last <laughs> name, dog. You know what I'm saying? Number Steve, we appreciate you for coming on into the dungeon. There's no conversation with Dean. What up, player? Hey, Dean, appreciate it, man. As always, man, been talking like this for many years, many, many years. Listen, so now listen. that I'm actually an adult, we're adults now. <laughs> now we're also talking about legitimate stuff. So this is it's completely amazing. different. Listen, for the for the background, if people don't know, listen, number Steve, I can't give you that information because then y'all can find them. Just know that I've known number Steve for a while. All right. And number Steve is really good with fucking numbers since he was yay fucking high. I don't know. I don't know why, but he is. And he decided to help you as well as me. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we could have we could have went to the I could have had the joke. but We're not going to do that yet because we just started drinking. But we're going to be drinking this whole damn episode because I guarantee you it's going to turn wild. So listen, cheers. <laughs> now, listen, before before we get into that, we do have the I know. Listen. This episode is fucking sponsored and brought to you by motherfucking JGA Tax motherfucking services. Listen here, people. I'm sick and tired of telling you motherfuckers. Stop using Intuit. Stop using TurboTax. You don't know what the hell you're fucking doing. Did you know about the child tax care credit? How it went from 16 to 17? And how you can go from getting, what was it, $2,000, $3,000, I believe now. Do you know about the American Rescue, the American Home Rescue Plan they passed? That makes your first $10,200 in motherfucking unemployment Tax deductible, baby. Did you know that? No, you didn't know that because you, you're not a fucking accountant. You didn't go to school. You ain't take no damn test. You ain't doing motherfucking thing. You don't even look up online how to do it. So how about you do yourself a favor? How about you do yourself a favor? Call some motherfuckers who look like you. They black, excuse me, they black, they brown, they fucking Spanish. Whatever the fuck you need, they got. I'm telling you. You go ahead and give them a call. They can do everything encrypted. They can do it over the Zoom machine if you need, over the phone machine. Everything is going to be over the motherfucking secured line. I'm telling you, these people are going to look out for you in your motherfucking pocket. So you do yourself the favor. Don't even do me the favor. Do yourself the favor, you son of a bitch. And motherfucking call goddamn 631-542-2344. Once again, 631-542-2344. You make sure you tell them that fucking Dean and Lowe sent you and you trying to go ahead and protect your paper and watch how they look out for you. And, and guess what? And guess what? You're welcome, bitch. Now, the bills have been paid. Oh, what's up, son? We here. We here. We here now. Yeah, yo, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's... Listen, you're a numbers guy. You're good with the numbers, you know. You're good, dog. You're good, dog. So I gotta ask you. What do you think about this debauchery over Trump's tax returns? <laughs> 
oh, we have to get man. into it first off the rip, off the rip. Let's just go there. I know from from the start, just being with the experience that I have and just seeing everybody. I, I, I deal with people who make not even $10,000 a year. I deal with people who are making several hundred thousand dollars a year, close to a million. So like, I kind of see it all. I mean, not too high of earning income, anything right. like that. But I deal with a lot of business people because I also do business taxes for a lot of people, which I consider small businesses. But by definition, a small business is less than 500 employees. So I'm like, I'm mm. like that's a little crazy to me because you think that's, that's, that's pretty big. It? Yeah, I now, mean, I it, consider something small, like 10, like 10 people, 10 to 100 even. I mean, but 500, that's a decent amount of people. I have a question before we before we oh, yep. get on the Trump tax thing, since we got there now, don't worry, I can I got that note down. But speaking about that small business thing now, I, that amazed me as well. So it's a small business. You have under 500 employees. Now, how many of those businesses was getting the small? Like, obviously, they qualify for small businesses. They got mm -hmm. the small business loan, not even needing it. Yep. How can you explain? Like, how does that how is it even cut at 500? Can you explain that to me? How is a small business? That's like one of those things. Like, so there's a lot of things been taxed that don't really make any sense, like the logic behind things. Right. But that's one of the things that it really doesn't make sense why it's 500, because you think that's relatively large. Like that will fill out like an office building. Yes. And you're going to consider that small. But I don't know what made them determine that. But the whole thing, why they got a lot of money, because they pay their money with accountants. So they jumped right on board as soon as they gave them the threshold of what's needed to actually get them. Those accounts were the first thing, even though they didn't need it. You didn't have to show that you needed it. You're just going to show, hey, this is what my payroll was. This is how much I'm paying employees. So they based that on two and a half months of your payroll. So whatever the company payroll is, they were to give you two and a half months of it. So, I mean, I can only imagine, let's say you have 400 employees, how much are you actually paying them? And how much of this PPP loan are you getting now? Because I'm, we're talking about big money. And that's why they had to do another round of it because they ate it up so fast. Like there was millions of dollars going out to these people. And then, and of course, because, because it's like, okay, we, we, you're defined as a small business with let's say 375 employees. Mm -hmm. You're a small business and you're taking it away from the spot who has like 15 employees who needs mm -hmm. it. Cause they're just breaking. Listen, the owners mm -hmm. are breaking even. The only people getting paid in the equation are the workers in this, in, in, in this venture mm -hmm. at this present time. How do we get to this point? And why are more people not fighting? Like, I hate taxes. I hate the IRS. I hate the man. I hate these motherfuckers because they waste it. Listen, I had a last, um, I had an episode where I was um talking about $54 billion with, with Dave, actually. They had $54 billion in tax spending that is wasteful. We got like $32 million put in, like trying to figure out why, why men's hair gray, excuse me, why your hair gray is during stress. Why, why people don't eat ground up bugs. What is going on, Steve? There's, I can't even give you an answer for it. It's like there's not really much monitoring. Uh, like, huh. for example, like I'm looking at something I looked at recently and I never did in my entire life is since being from New York, kind of looked at what the, the state budget looked like, like the proposal and how the budgets are even laid out, <laughs> what it looks like reading it. And it's just like how how they come up with their, their spending, even for them themselves, like how much their salaries are and everything like that. I'm like, where are these numbers even coming from? And there's no one really regulating it because once it passes, it's not really – no one's looking at it. No right. one's really because looking at it. No one's like keeping them in check. Yeah. The money no has been allocated is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's already been allocated to it. So they're going to spend it towards that. And then like, no one's the wiser because when it comes to taxes, not many people think about how their tax money is really getting spent. When we talk about taxes, it's a lot of its perspective for people. No right. one really cares about anybody but themselves when we're talking about taxes. 
their current situation, what's benefiting my current situation, but they don't look at the entire picture. Now so what, that's what you're going to see. Now, now for people who are living in the hustle and bustle of it, can you please explain to these stupid motherfuckers like I have, please? Maybe they'll listen to you. You're the numbers guy. You know what it is. Can you explain to these dumb bastards? And I'm not talking to my loyal listeners. I'm talking to the motherfuckers who are trying to learn something and you keep fighting it. I'm telling you to go with it. Can you explain to them why going with the collective and understanding what your tax bracket is and then trying to do the best thing for you, your family, and others in your tax bracket is the correct move? Because we look at, and then you know it could tie into Trump's, Trump's tax returns. Because, all right, people on the lower end of the spectrum, right? It's your middle class and your working class, right? Those are the backbones of this country because the rich are not, they're, they're, they're paying taxes, but they're skirting them bitches. They're paying people to get them out of paying that much taxes. And the lower class, they don't have any money to pay taxes. So the working class and the fucking, um, and the middle class are the backbone of this fucking country. How is it that... Individuals like Donald Trump, you can run for office. Well, obviously, you never had to show your taxes. But why is it that he is? Why is it you as a numbers guy? Why is he so afraid to just show his taxes to us? What's the issue? And don't get me wrong. I hate the IRS. I hate the man. But what I'm saying is, if you got nothing to hide, per se, what's the what's the hold up on it? I see what you're saying there, too. And that's what a lot of people are saying. That's the common theme. But who in reality ever wants their tax return put in public? just to get analyzed regardless it doesn't matter it could be everything to the dollar you have receipts for everything but who really wants it to even just be put out there so it gets scrutinized even more and there's like sitting then there'd be certain arguments but him specifically like there's such a broad term like how to explain it in his situation because i don't know everything he's got so the one thing i want to start i don't want to be technical i want to be able to have everybody understand it, whether they own a business or they're just a W-2 employee working somewhere and that's it. They collect it end of day and that's all they know. So there's different ways that businesses are structured. So his big thing, he's a businessman, right? So that's the one thing people got to consider. This is not like your regular politician that came to office where he didn't care if his tax return was really seen. There's not really all that much. Yeah, they make some money, but nothing crazy. Now we're talking about a business guy who has tons of investments, tons of different investments all over the place. And it really depends, like, are they successful or are they not successful? So on that note, there's different structures of businesses. And not to be technical, but there's one business that we call a separate tax entity. It's a C corporation. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more of like your entity standalone. That entity pays its own tax. So usually nothing flows to anybody there. That entity pays its whole tax. And it's based on a certain rate. And then most likely if you own that corporation, you give yourself a W-2. That's how you pay. There's two other structures, is which my assumption is most of Trump's investments are in. So okay. I'm thinking they're more of partnerships or these LLCs right. type thing, of or course. like these S corporations. So I'm thinking more he's on those partnerships. So the way this works for tax purposes. Uh-huh. So he invests, let's say he put a million dollars into this uh, entity. It might not just be him as the only owner. Like he might only be 50%, and he brought his family and like the, the legacy and everybody, the trust and things like that. So if you invest a million dollars into this business, the way it works with taxes at the end of the year, depending on how that business do, like you file its own tax return, what was the net income from that business at the end of the day? So if it's a positive income, that gets allocated to all the partners and nine times out of 10, all the taxes got to get paid on your personal tax return. So if, you are, if you're showing income from this business, let's say it was, let's say, let's say it was just 30,000 to make it easy, it all flowed to Trump. Trump 
would have to pay tax on that $30,000. So um, a lot of states, sometimes you, you pay tax in the state, just completely separate from that. But we're just going to talk about federal because uh, the viewers could be all over the place and they might not have to deal with any type of state tax. Right. So, so he, I can only imagine how many investments Trump actually has. So if you invest that money, let's say he invests that money, a million dollars, and it just went kaput. It, the, the company dissolved. It was a bad investment. It was done. That million dollars is now a write-off for him. He gets credit because he was able to risk a million dollars he invested. And now that the thing went belly up, he gets to write that off. And there's certain limitations where, like, can you take it all in the first year? Does it get span on how much of a loss you can take year after year? Right, right, so right. it's almost like a structure. Like for people who have a lot of money, you almost want to structure a bad investment to offset your good investments. So mm. for an argument's sake, just let's say you have just two entities. And like I said, he had a million dollars invested in one and it went belly up. He had another investment, let's say just not even from the investment, he invested a million dollars. And for some reason, there was a million dollars profit. So when it mm. comes in on your tax return, the million dollars, they offset each other most likely. So that's down mm. to zero. So that's why somebody like this would not have to pay like income taxes because of like things that are offsetting one another. But they're the biggest thing that we're seeing a with fucking a amazing. Of- yep. So hold on. So like, all right, yep. all right, all right. So like, let's break it down for the regular people. Mm-hmm. So like, how could, how could someone just work in a regular nine to five? Like, like for instance, this podcast, how can I write off this shit for my podcast? <laughs> how can I, how do I do that? You remember when I was saying perspective? This is all perspective because you're only accustomed to what you've been in your life. Like if you right. only have a tax return with a W-2, that's it. Like that's all you know. So like you don't even you probably don't even know about these things that I'm talking about. Like these investments, like I, you get K-1s. So it's more of like how to explain it. for somebody like that, there's really not much you can do unless you're investing money elsewhere. Like you have it in a mutual fund account or managed by investment brokers. Like you have like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, all those people, Merrill Lynch, like you invest money and then hopefully they grow your money. That's the whole point. They want you to grow that money because of course they make money off it. But then 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 you're going to make more money. But then how do I, but then how would that, so how does, so basically, so if I make a bad investment, right, let's say I had like Mm -hmm. two G's or three G's in something, right. And boom, I I lose the investment on the market. Could I use Mm -hmm. that in my tax returns to write it off? In the market, so you're talking about just like like stock market, like you're talking yeah, about things like yeah. that. Yeah, yes, most likely. But there's certain limits like, okay, so, so what I was talking about with Trump and like I didn't want to be too technical, but there's a capital gain loss limitation. So if you sold stock, so if you sold stock at like uh, a loss of $5,000, the, the amount that you can recognize each year is only 3000 Like you cannot, like, all right, so that's, it prevents like abuse of the tax code and capital gains because you can just make an investment and just have it go belly up or invest in somebody you know is going to go down and then boom like it could be a ten thousand dollar loss but you can only get three of it in each year going forward now didn't now didn't joseph biden just recently change something with the tax code and us in china and and all right hold on because fuck because all this stuff ties in together it all ties in together Uh all right all right all right so let's let's i'll be a professional early on because I'm not I'm not I'm not twisted yet. <laughs> so here's my question. So basically what you're saying is that because it, this is what it sounds like to me, right? Because Trump has is a businessman, has so many investments, so much business going on. If mm-hmm. he does release his tax returns, one, he's a businessman. No businessman wants their fucking once they're like, no matter, no matter what, you're on the right or you're the left. You don't want to have your shit out there because that's just unnecessary and that's bad for business because now people know your price. You know how he's negotiating shit, right? So 
I get it. I get it. I get yeah, it. I, I mean, get it. I get it. I get it. What I'm, what I'm because, telling you, it's just a bit, I'm being so general. I'm just being very like, because there's certain other things that could factor into it, but I'm just trying to give a broad overview. It's just, he's in a different situation than all. Yeah, he of us came really up, are. he came up as a New yeah. York realtor. Who knows what that money really Yeah. Because then, like, it makes you think, all right, you're talking about, in- we're talking about income taxes specifically, right? So if he has all these entities, and then let's say it's getting managed by different people, he has all these, like, CEOs, these companies, whatever, however he has them structured, right? it's like, people that understand, too, yes. Like, do you have that same argument? If this is how I pose this, would you have that same argument, right? I own a business, right? Mm-hmm. I only have 10 employees. Mm-hmm. And let's say I don't take, like, any salary out for myself. And let's say I end up having zero income, like just zero or a little bit of loss. Cause I'm like, you know what? I didn't want to take a salary for myself. I paid all of my employees a decent amount of money. Like, are you, are people going to have the same tone because I didn't pay income taxes because I decided to distribute it out to my employees. And now they are obviously they're going to be responsible for their income taxes, but I paid it out to them. So what I'm trying to say is also with Trump, like if he has employees under there in those entities and he's paying them out, so, like, that could be another reason why that income gets dropped down because he's paying all these employees out, which then still has income tax getting paid into the, uh, the economy, into the government. Something Donald Trump gives me Birdman vibes. Like, something tells <laughs> me that he's always trying to get out of a contract and something yep. tells me that he doesn't really pay people right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't trust that. Yeah. Clip this. Yeah, this is going to be a clip. Oh, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's I a whole different that argument. I, mean, I just clip say, like, all right, is he a right? stand-up guy? Is he going to be paying what they deserve? I mean, that's a whole nother argument. Oh, but my then, like, gosh. Y- you have all these different things, too, to factor. Like, we're talking about taxes, income specifically, but he has these properties. He has these hotels. Like, he's paying real estate taxes probably up the ass. I mean, like, then that goes straight to the state. I mean, he's actually right. helping the states that he's in. Nine times out of 10, I can only imagine. And there's certain things. I mean, he doesn't sell product, but like sales tax. There's so many different types of taxes that he contributes to and helps out like those employees. He contributes into payroll taxes. So just Mm. because his income is nothing doesn't mean there's no other taxes being paid. And well, we're there not could be saying losses that he sustained. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're NOLs, not and we're not yep. and we're not saying that that, you know, he's, you know, his mm-hmm. income is zero. What we're saying, people, mm-hmm. is this is just how you offset shit and how you just mm-hmm. how you get rich and protect your shit. So you said something. Um, I want to I want to I want to ask before we before we get into this other stuff. Now, I'm talking about taxes and we have these politicians, right? And then you have organizations like like um, ALEC, the American uh, Legislative um, Exchange Council, where you're putting corporations and you're putting politicians in the same organization. And they're even in some cases submitting bills on the behalf of the organization without even without even taking out the ALEC name out of it. It just like mm-hmm. says present bill here, yada, yada, yada. That's how like lazy people do it sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. How are these politicians like you had Nancy Pelosi worth like millions of dollars? Rich McConnell, Mitch, me, Mitch McConnell worth millions of dollars. Lindsey Grant worth millions. Of, how are these people worth all this money? And they haven't been caught yet. Like, how are they hiding this in this? Because it can't be fucking. There, there's no way possible that that these people who just start out as regular. Politicians become. So like they they become like fucking extremely wealthy. How do they hide this, Steve? Break hey, it down. Just so you know, if I knew exactly how they did it, I would not be sitting here right now. I would be up there. <laughs> I'd be up there too. I'll be up in the White House. I'll be having my feet up on the desk. 
I oh, mean, you savage. But, but, well, you better fucking give me the keys at least. You know what I'm saying? I need the keys. <laughs> I need the keys. I got to help. Yeah, the but this is why they spend like for the viewers here, too. It's just like people who don't want to spend for an account. Like this is why you spend that money. These people who really know those loopholes, like I'll be even honest, it's like I never really had to deal with earners. Like we're talking about 10, 20, 30, 100 million dollars. I don't ever deal with people like that. So like I'm not really accustomed to those loopholes that they find, but just moving money around and they flirt with those gray areas. But they also know that they are under scrutiny no matter what, because they hold a, a, a politician position. They're in Congress. So it's make sure like they still got to be clean. But it's like, how do they get the money that they hide it a little bit when people feed into campaigns? So like how all like all the um, allegations like you see with like DeSantis when they were talking in, in Florida about the public's giving the money to get the vaccine out there and kind of making them push it all out there. It's like this is not like this money starts we, coming up. Can we can we bring all right, all right, let's let's talk about that public shit. So can you break that down exactly? What was happening? So he was because he's being accused of it, of basically having a pay for play operation mm -hmm. with the vaccines. Could you break it down? What was actually do you know what was happening with that? So I, I followed it a little bit. And what it seemed like, even like I forgot exactly who invited him. I'm not sure if it was West Palm Beach or Pompano Beach. I'm not sure if it was the mayors there. Right. They actually invited him down because I think their whole point is like, how do we get this vaccine out there more? Like in Publix has a huge footprint down there in Florida. So now, what is now, now now for the people? Publix is a, a corporation. It's corporate. It's a supermarket. It's literally supermarket. A supermarket. Oh, yep. okay, okay, okay. So it's a supermarket. They got like I mean, they got pharmacy in it. It's just how they do that. And it's, trust me, it's, everybody down in Florida. If there's anyone watching Florida, they'll be looking at you like you're crazy. Like if you even ask that question, because they oh, I got you. That. So basically, yeah. Publix is like their Walmart. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, uh, no, it wouldn't be selling all of what Walmart does, like TVs and stuff like that. But that it would be like your. Very nice supermarket where it has everything you possibly really want from. I got it, so. you. I got you. I hear you. Yep. I hear you. Yeah, for the viewers that are in Florida, you love your pub subs. So that's the one thing they'll know about. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. I hear yep. you. I hear you. Shout out to the Florida <laughs> viewers. We appreciate you. Crazy so, um, so what I'm hearing, it's just like, I'm not, did you see that video of him going off too? Oh, uh, again, I'm not sure who the reporter yes. was. Asking so I saw, I saw both videos. I saw the one that yep. 60 Minutes produced, and then yep. I saw the unedited mm -hmm. one. So, mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to figure out. Now, he said that he was having mm -hmm. conversations with different mm -hmm. counties. And like, I was, yep. uh, what's up with it? So I don't know exactly when, when those uh, conversations took place with the counties, but they were showing that he was getting like $25,000. I think there was, he got paid twice in December of 2020. So I'm not sure when those conversations even started. With he got paid by Publix, they're yep. saying? Yeah, uh, they're saying, yeah, basically, yeah, that they funded it. It's um. I'm not sure if it's the CEO of Publix or basically the ownership of Publix are paying it. Right, right. But right, like, right. what to say? Like, Publix is all like a beloved place down there. So apparently, what they're trying to say is that he it was the pay to play to get him out there and basically help out Publix as well. Mm. But that wasn't the case. And they're saying that I'm not sure if it's the mayors of whatever it was, West Palm, West Palm Beach or Pompano, that invited him down there to see how we could get this vaccine out there. It's like they invited him. I'm not sure if you realize that they re, uh, refuted the whole point what 60 minutes was trying to do. It's just like, this is not what happened. Like yeah, we invited absolutely. him down here. It's like, it's not like he put it upon himself to do this, like his own agenda. Right. So like, I'm not going to say, I'm honestly going to say that I wouldn't know the facts hundred percent. I'm not going to be definitive on it because when I don't know everything, I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah. But like from what I'm saying is that, and then it really, I haven't seen much conversation since that 60 minutes about it, but there's still like that. He did get money. Like there, that that's a fact. Like you could say they show it. They, they contributed to his campaign, but they're saying it had nothing. Basically, Publix had to show, like, this had nothing to do with this vaccine, but how do you actually prove it? It's like, you know what I'm saying? I gave you money for your campaign, 
but mm. not like kind of enticing you with the money. That's how you skirt. Yeah. That's how they. That's how they skirt the shit because I mm-hmm. just donations to the campaign, which is then used for a, a, a litany of reasons. Yes, I mean, exactly. but then obviously, but then, but then campaign money has to be used for the campaign. But mm-hmm. then, if you win or lose the campaign, those items are still owned by whoever mm-hmm. had the campaign. Correct. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you can spend. Yeah, however. That's all that you're trying to spend it on campaign. So, I mean, that's the whole Absolutely. point of it. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. that's what you need it there. Uh-huh. It makes me think, and I try to think of it like in a step back because people are so up in arms about the money and like what people's incentives are. But when we're talking about COVID and vaccinating people, and that's a goal for the country, it's like, why, like, what's the pushback here when I, I got the number of people they vaccinated through public? It was like over a million, I think. So it's like, what, what you, what do you care about? Like, what's your actual care? Like, you care that they're putting money in his back pocket, even if that was the case. But people are getting vaccinated because they open it up through Publix. They're basically saying, I think that they weren't giving, like, I think the small pharmacies on the chance or something like that it was almost like choking out the competition. Now, if I thinking about it right, once again, and I can be corrected in the comments. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to stand by my comment. I, yeah. I'll happily admit, like, hey, I'm wrong here. Right. But I think it was something along those lines. So I think huh. it was more of like, you know, what I'm saying now. So it's like, all right, that's interesting. In that's interesting as fuck. Um, huh. Huh. Because but you know what, though? I think here's the issue, when, especially when you're dealing with individuals, with politicians that are getting paid. Are, are, are The one thing that America doesn't like, or they need to not like more, excuse me, is how easily controllable politicians are by big corporations. And then, oh, you know, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Because it's like, it, in, the, in the case of a smaller pharmacy, you're fucked. You have no chance at this. You're not going to beat yep. out Publix and whatever else the fuck that they that, you know, what the shit they got going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a rough ride. I... And do you want me? To, I'll, I'll strike a nerve with people. It's like they're yeah. feeling like that, choking out the smaller competition, things like that. Even if it's like CVS, like CVS and them or even talking about a mom and pop pharmacy, then you're buying from Amazon. You're choking out literally all Yo, your mom and pops around you. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Makes yep. So he, much. He's the richest man in the world. Like, well, excuse me. Well, they they don't they don't count those Saudi princes and shit over there. Mm-hmm. So he's the yep. richest man in the world. Yep. But holy shit! Yep. The pandemic. They. I don't even remember. Like, I I don't follow the stocks like that because it'll drive you crazy daily. But like, I can. Like, I know it boomed. It boomed once we closed down, and it makes you think a little bit. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you see, like, I am. Yep. But you see, like all the money they were getting, everything. It's just like it's almost like monopolized at this point. But and then which one does he own the Wall Street Journal or New York Times? Oh, that one I wouldn't know off the top of my head. No. Nope. Does Jeff Bezos own the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times? Let's see what producer Siri has to say for this. Uh, Jeff Bezos buys the Washington Post. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So obviously media drumming up and stuff like that. It just makes you wonder about certain mm-hmm. things. So, all right. So you answered that one for me. We'll get into the capital gains and, and the, um, the, mm-hmm. the long term and short term capital gains later. Mm-hmm. when We talk about that Biden tax code um, and what that's mm-hmm. going to mean ramifications with us in China. Um, but now we, we, we've talked about the Trump tax returns. So now can we talk to these fucking people about the difference, especially now, the difference between the Obama, the Trump and then the Biden tax plan? What the fuck is going on? What the fuck so, is going on, Mr. Numbers? I'm going to try to explain this where it kind of dumbs it down to hopefully where the viewers are like, the viewer situations are, because, I mean, there's a stuff with business taxes and not many, not many people are business owners probably and have to deal with that stuff. 
but like I'll just take it from like I have all my notes here. Take it from one year to the next on how it was with Obama, then Trump, and then Biden. Right. So big big things that always changed were uh, tax brackets. So that was like the first thing. So the first uh, change uh, was so I just want to give the brackets under Obama. Started you had your ten percent, your fifteen, twenty five, twenty eight, thirty three, thirty five, thirty nine point six. Trump now, what, had, the, what do those break down to now? When you now now those mm-hmm. percentages for people, so like the ten percent was like yep. if you made basically mm-hmm. nothing, and then the basically next like percent, uh, yeah, so ten uh-huh. percent uh, would be if you're making between zero. Like this is back in like 2016 that these are um, right the numbers and the income numbers that's what they're inflated to each year. Like these brackets they go up incrementally because of inflation. But so like the ten percent bracket was from zero to about ninety three hundred. Uh, then 15% went from that 93 to 37, but it also matters. Are you single file or married filing joint head of household? It depends how you're right. You, you have dependents, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like they, to bring everything together. It's kind of hard because everybody's situation is different. It's all, well, of like course, said, of course. Well, you just, just give it to them. Give it to them general. Yep. Give them general. So I'm going to say that this is more of your, um, let's say your single filer. So if you're a single person, that's it. That's all you got. So those, those are the rates I was giving you from zero to it was nine, about 9,300, 15%, right. 9,300 to 37, uh, 37.6, uh, 25% from 37,650 uh, to 91,150, 28 from 91 to 190, 33% from 190 to 413. Hold so on, hold 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 on. That's huge. Hold on. Yep. So if I make $190,000, I'm getting taxed at 33%. And I know a lot of people are sitting here like, well, 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 you know, you don't make mm-hmm. it now, yada, yada, yada. But I'm eventually going to. Yep. I'm going to be in that tax bracket. And I don't want to be taxed at 33%. Mm-hmm. We have $54 billion in wasteful government yep. spending. I'm confused here, people. This is kind of crazy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, shit, that's crazy. Because, yep. because you know what? These tax, like, you have all these people paying taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't see it going to shit. Where you see it working at, Steve? Well, you see, I'm confused because you know what? Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was yep. good all episode, yep. but now we got a motherfucking rent. I'm mad because you know what I'm confused about, Steve? We put all this motherfucking money in the in the goddamn military budget. We put billions of dollars to these motherfuckers. And you didn't have not one defense for something like the coronavirus. I'm confused. <laughs> Where's my money going towards? What the fuck? I'm lost. Think about it. Think about it, people. I don't give a fuck what side of the fence you want with this corona shit. Ask that question and demand answers from your representatives. How the fuck do we have well over $700 billion spent in defense and we didn't have some kind of thought? Like, Think about it like this. What if another country released an airborne agent in the States? What? We don't we don't have any kind of biological defenses. Biomedical, excuse me, bio um, military defenses against this kind of shit. You motherfuckers, you getting paid all this goddamn money. You think tanks, all you goddamn generals who went off to the to the to the to the goddamn to the goddamn army college at West Point to the motherfucking Navy school. You fucking diehard Urah Marines, all you motherfuckers. You telling me you some bitches ain't sitting around thinking about, well, what if China released an agent? What if Russia released an agent? These motherfuckers, Russia is over here testing bombs in Antarctica. 
off the fucking coast because of global warming. And we know they got the largest coastline. That's where a third of their motherfucking country's GDP comes from. They're over there testing bombs. We understand the physical ramifications, but we know that war is changing and has been changing. It is now going into the cyber affair. It is now going into the biological affair. So you mean to tell me none of you silly, stupid motherfuckers had any kind of thought and a way to put this $732 billion into some kind of biological goddamn defense? Suck my dick and die slow. I hate you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see now when I'm talking about numbers you see when it becomes relevant because people see where they're currently at you see you just looked at where you want to be so that's the whole thing that's why I keep saying it's about perspective how does it apply to you and then I can even argue me personally it's just like you know what I pay taxes this is what I do for a living I understand how this works I can't have any type of bias because I have to learn the tax code when it changes through presence but I can obviously give you facts on how it affects everybody on right. just how it works. And then you can come to a conclusion whether you hate Obama, whether you hate Trump, whether you're going to hate Biden, because it's going to affect everybody differently. But the one common thing, who the fuck likes to pay tax? Who? Nobody. Nobody. I don't care because where you are. It doesn't matter. No one wants to. Because it's going, because you know what? I don't have a problem paying taxes if you can see where it's going towards and it's going towards yep. good things. But all it's going mm-hmm. towards, it's fucking padding these people's pockets. All right. So you went from 2016. Who's, 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 who's tax brackets the next? So, you know what I'm going to do? I want to say, so that's kind of what it was before Trump took over. So, okay. I okay. So get, that, was, gonna, that was Obama's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was for single filers. And then it went from, I only stopped at 33%, but then it went from 35% from 413 to 415. Now that I read that, that just looks like make no sense. You're freaking like a $2,000 window to be taxed at 35%, besides the point. But then the highest bracket from that point on was about 39.6%, or I'll just call it 40%. So that's where that was. So what Trump did, I'm just doing 2019. So these are adjusted for inflation just by a little bit year after year. You'll see it's not much of a difference, at least the, what they use as far as the threshold for the brackets. They right. changed the brackets, though, under Trump. So he's, he left 10 percent from uh, zero to ninety seven hundred. This is twenty nineteen. Once again, right. zero to uh, ninety seven hundred. So what um, Obama had was a 15 percent bracket. Trump made it a 12 percent bracket from ninety seven oh one ninety seven hundred to about 39,475. Then he, in the next bracket, you jump from 12% to 22%, just like the, the Obamas went from 15 right. to 25. And the 22% bracket was 39,476 to 84,200. Then it went to a 24% bracket, which was 84,201 to 167.25. Then a 32% bracket um, to one, from 167.26 to 204. 35% from 204 to 510. And then anything over 510 was 37%. So that was the top bracket. Oh, so, the, so, yep. so the one thing I people see. worry, you had people flirting on the line of the, the big one, like where people were really conscious of was the jump between the 24% bracket to the 32 under Trump's. Because if you're making the 160,000 as a single person, you're like, you're kind of worried. Like I might be bumping up eight percentage points that's if a, i make that's a, a few that's a dollars child change more yeah can you imagine like all right so you make one hundred sixty thousand seven hundred dollars in 2019 you're in the 24 percent bracket if you made one hundred sixty thousand, of course there's other deductions but i'm just saying based on income you made one hundred sixty thousand or one hundred sixty one thousand. like you didn't even make that much more now you're getting dinged at the 32 percent bracket but but i want to make it i want to make it very clear for people the way that the tax works, it's not a flat tax. It's not your income amount times the percentage. It's tiered up. So when I said like the 10% up from this from zero to 97, uh, 9,700, 
that means you're paying 10% on your income up into 9,700. And then, so you're paying that. So it's not like 35% or 33 or 32% flat. Right, 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 so it right, tiers right. like you're 12% from this to this, you're paying on 22% from this to this. So it's not yeah, like you're yeah, paying yeah. a flat tax. So it makes it a little bit better at least, at least when you're trying to do an estimate number, it's not 32% or 33 times a flat rate. So it's going to be a little bit less of a tax than that number would be. Right. But I usually tell clients just to get a ballpark, like this would be your worst case scenario. So think your tax right. bracket multiply by this. That would be absolute worst. You're going to owe less than that, though, no matter what. So it's I kind of you. a good ballpark for everybody to understand that, too. Same thing. You're in that bracket. Times that. It's like kind of like where you know where you're going to be. Jesus so, Christ. It's fucking because so. you know what? Because like eventually I'm going to be fucking rich. Eventually I'm going to have like. <laughs> This is going to be on a fuck. I'm telling you, yep. you got to speak into this. I'm going to, because I'm going to put the work in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. I have to look forward to that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then it's like, and then people won't be listening. Well, oh, you should be giving back to people, yada, yada, yada. When does Let me ask you this. That? I want to stop it. This is where I want to ask you. How do sure. you feel about when somebody says that to you when you came up from nothing? You can How's suck my dick. Good? You can suck my dick. I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm not gonna give you. That's I'm not saying. going. I'm gonna do with my money, no matter how much or how little I may have at the time. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Like I don't care about any of your feelings. I don't care about your thoughts. You can mm-hmm. go make your own money. That's really how yep. I feel. Um, because yep. at the end of the day, there's an opportunity for everybody. You just have to have the balls to fucking put it on the line for it. Because no one's gonna mm-hmm. give a fuck. If like at the end of the day, if you try and you succeed, then you deserve everything that you've earned from that. It's not my responsibility at that point in time to then allocate it because of your feelings. That's not my problem. Fucking grow up here. If I decide because, listen, at the end of the day, we're putting all this money into things that's going wastefully. I have no problem paying in to help people who are who are who are in a fucked up situation who mm-hmm. have been fucked over. Because that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to willingly spend my money mm-hmm. on. But you're not going to tell me what to spend my money on. I can say that much. You can go mm-hmm. suck my dick, people. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. listen, I'm telling you, motherfuckers, I'm going to be in a different tax bracket one day. And I'm going to be saying the same mm-hmm. fucking thing. You're going to come to me with your politicians. I want to donate to this. Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you, motherfuckers. I'll open up a motherfucking non-for-profit my damn self. I'll do it myself. And yeah, it won't be me. I'll hire people, but I'll be goddamned if I listen to nine there one of you some bitches. Motherfuckers is crazy, Steve. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm telling you. So the, the one thing, but like it, this keeps drilling the point that I made. It's like it's all oh, about course. perspective and Absolutely. how it applies to you. So the other thing is like people don't care about the wealthy. Like when, when you're making like a W2, 40, 50, 60,000. Um, as, as time goes on, like that's almost going to be nothing. It's uh, to make that work for you for the whole year in New York, <laughs> you're screwed. Like if you're making like a $50,000, you buy yourself and you have a kid, you're done. Like you're, you're dead done, in the water. Son. Yeah. But you get, you get subsidized by a lot of things. So this is when people should actually care a little bit more about the wealth in a sense. They're the ones funding your programs. Most likely, unless it's like the state had the money or the, the federal government is helping like back up the state with money. But like, you want the wealthy there. Like we had a mass exodus of wealthy people out of the state of New York and they try to play it off saying, oh, yes, we had. Yeah, the median income was one hundred and forty thousand at this area, this, this part of the city. But now the median income is 80. It was replaced by different people. I'm like, you're almost taking that's a, a cut of 40 percent. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and like, that's that's, like, that's still tax revenue. But like you're taking a big hit. And like if you budget for having income like that, you're already on. You're in the red right off the well, bat. First of all, New York has been in the red yep. for years. 
Oh we've yeah, the, we've we've been the Reds for years, but it's 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 funny enough. That's why places like New York, places like fucking mm-hmm. um California, we're gonna be we're gonna be fucked mm-hmm. yeah. because you have all yes. these you have all these wild ass social laws that cost a lot mm-hmm. of money, and you're not offsetting them mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people in regards to mm-hmm. their own money. Like like mm-hmm. what we need to do is look at the allocation of the money mm-hmm. that we're already using. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep drilling home the point of 54 billion in wasteful government mm-hmm. spending alone mm-hmm. right there. That's not that's only the federal government. We're not even talking mm-hmm. about on the state levels. Mm-hmm. So instead of always looking to raise taxes, shit like that, let's look at what the fuck we already got mm-hmm. and start changing some shit up. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing to me. So. All right. So then we we we. so now you were you were getting in, into Trump's tax plan. Now, did, now, can we talk about Biden's? Now is it now mm-hmm. now is this tax plan in effect or is this his proposed tax plan? It, it, it's all proposed. So the one thing I want to still address that, that one of the changes. So we talked about tax brackets. Yep. So one the other thing that he changed. Most people are accustomed to if you don't own a home or anything like that, you're used to what they call the standard deduction. Like so, if you're just renting uh, an apartment somewhere and you're paying rent, you don't really have much of these write-offs or anything to help reduce your liability, your tax liability. Nope. So like so when you're under Obama. And then you're under Trump, like you don't really, it, it didn't impact you all that much. It's like, and I have actually examples of like, I did benchmarks of certain income levels, how they were filing and the tax impacts, like what the tax was owed under Obama and what the tax would be owed under Trump. Like I did that, I did a whole calculation. I'll run through that in a second. But the one thing Trump did was he got rid of what they had. Wait, go. Hold on. Said, Do it. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Hey, listen, yep. this is a fucking, listen here, people. Listen here, people. I ask people to come on the show because I think that they're professionals. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have trust in their ability to deliver. Mm-hmm. This right. Listen, I've interviewed a lot of people. You are definitely in our top three of motherfucking prepared. God damn it. Number Steve. <laughs> Clap it up like Pat McAfee, <laughs> the boys. That's a standing ovation right here. Stand. Yes. Yes. Even Panda, oh, there we go. even Panda agrees. All right, don't scratch me, bitch. All right, go ahead. Yeah, she was like, "Get the fuck off me, man! I was sleeping." All right, so as you were don't saying, don't worry, don't worry. Like someone's gonna catch me slipping on something that's gonna fact check me, and they'll hit me in the comments. Ah, they can don't suck worry. my dick. They yeah, suck don't my worry dick. about it. But don't I'm just worry. trying to give it a, ge- a general overview. Absolutely. So, go ahead. So the one thing under Obama, I want to say this first: the standard deduction. So if you weren't, if you didn't have expense over a certain amount, it depended on your filing status. You were filing with the standard deduction. So the standard deduction right. under Obama in 2016, if you were a single filer, it was 6,300. If you were uh, married filing joint, it's double, it's 26, uh, 12,600. Right. And then head of household, that's the other one. Not many people do married filing separate. I don't even want to get in that. Head of household, you are a single person, most likely you're raising a child. You have head of household. Child I have a question. Status. I have a question. Yep. I have a question. I have a question. So I live with my partner, right? So we file mm-hmm. taxes. What the fuck am I supposed to have been making sure that it's clicked on that bitch? Because we're not married. We live mm-hmm. in the same place, but like our like we share bills. Like technically mm-hmm. one of us died under New York State laws. Mm-hmm. The other one has control of that of that person's disposition. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. tax purposes. How the fuck am I supposed to like what am I supposed to be like what is supposed to be ha- what am I supposed to make sure that because I do have an accountant? What am I supposed yeah. to make sure my accountant is fucking clicking on that? So you, so you're not married. No. Um, do you own this? But are you renting? Are you paying rent? We're renting. You own we're renting. We're renting. So literally, there's really not much you're really worrying about. I mean, nah. you're filing single. You, you're single, separate filing. Uh, you're so, uh, yeah, by yeah. Yourself, by yourself, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be another. Um, okay. 
It's another single one. Yep. Making sure. Okay. Okay. Because we both basically done that. We've been like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're pretty sure. And like, and that's what my accountant has yeah. said. But like, I'm talking to you. You, my people. I love my accountant. Yeah. She good peoples. I love you, Rita. But yeah. I gotta, I gotta double check with number Steve. I gotta yeah. watch out. So and I'm gonna <laughs> tell. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you how it is. There's no. I don't sugarcoat it. I'm not. I want to use technical terms. I just want to tell you how it is. And that's what it is. So you, you file single. If you guys have anything joint for whatever reason. You could split it. You can split that expense, whatever it is. If it's something deductible, whatever. But like that would be if like we you just own pay bills. Home. Nah, yeah. we just pay bills. Basically, yeah. like we have yeah. we have enough utilities and all that. Yeah, we have enough liability that basically, if one of us dies, <laughs> New York State yeah. law, the other one has the final disposition rights. That was an interesting conversation I had with my mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because well, well, I didn't know until I worked in the industry. I told yeah. her I was like, "Yo, um, if something happened to me, because I've, because like you know, I've talked to him about it. I've talked to her about it. Because I work in that kind of, mm-hmm. I work in death care, so it's like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on it. So I'm like, "Yo, if something happens, like I, I, I have arrangements set up. So I have insurance policy, her name, insurance policy, and his yep. name. I'm like, if something happens, yep. you do what you got to do. She gonna take care of you on that end, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I got the percentages, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and." It was an interesting conversation when I was like, yeah, he's going to give you rights, but he's paying for it. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because he's got the policy to pay for it. You are going to do the right thing on that end because I got a percentage of that going to him. for that. <laughs> so yeah. don't ask me why I did it that way. It just was numerically mm-hmm. better for my situation. <laughs> like, uh, to be like, yep. okay, that's that. That's that. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah, now it's just it's it's interesting how this all tax shit fucking works out. Yep. But, okay, so now we're on the next one. So I'm sorry. So, so- we were. So we're talking about the standard deductions here. So the one thing under Obama, let's say you're a single filer, you're getting a standard deduction of 6,300, and then you're getting what they have called a personal exemption. So depending on your income threshold, how much you made, I'm not going to get in that because that comes more technicalities. Right. How many people are getting claimed on your return? You get you got 4,000, an additional $4,050 uh, a person that's claimed on the tax return. So it's a 6,300 plus the $4,050 uh, which times the amount of people you have on the return, that's what you get as a deduction. And then you're getting taxed on that income right there after it's netted down. So back on the Obama, uh, let's say you itemize. So somebody who itemizes has real estate taxes, mortgage interest, charitable contributions, medical expenses. Um, there's other, there was like other miscellaneous write-offs. So like if you were a construction worker um, who had a job and like you, you fronted for your boots, your work pants, stuff like that. That used to be, that was something that was deductible under Obama. Like, you'd be able to write that off. And that's, I'll go into that more after this. Um, but so it wasn't the whole, deductible under Trump. Yeah. That's one so thing you made. Hold on. I'll tell hold you on. why too. Hold, hold, yep. Give me a second. Give me, give me a second. Yep. I got, I just have that bad question go, I like for you, number Steve. Doing, I got it. We're doing it for the reviewers, man. You tell me. You I just have a question for you, too. baby. Do yes, you sir. mean to tell me? The man that everyone on the right said who was fighting for them. He was fighting for the common man. He was fighting for the man in the factory. You telling me that he took away a tax deduction from the common man? Was it for a good reason? Yeah. So the reason being, okay, a lot of those people, like, so a lot of those people who were writing stuff, like the people who were writing stuff off for it, it was arbitrary. Well, and depends if you got audited, that's when you only had to worry about it. But like people were pumping a lot of expenses. Like, yeah, I bought $700 work boots, my work pants. I bought $1,000 worth of work pants. Like, and you were able to help a deduction under like Obama. But Trump's like, this is too arbitrary and we're losing money on these deductions. We don't have the force to audit people to make sure this is correct. So we're doing away with it. So 
but to be technical, people, if there's certain states, like if you lived in New York, that was still deductible. Like the right. state allowed it, but like I said, I don't want to get into states and fed, like I just want to go federal because everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's a federal. Yeah. yeah. So they uh so that was washed under Trump. So um the other thing I just want to say this this would be relevant for people with kids. Under Obama, you had a child tax credit of a thousand dollars per kid under the age of 17. And then there's other obviously thresholds, income. If you made this much, you don't get it, or you get a limited portion of that. And there's like dependent care credit. So if you take, you have a kid, you put them into a daycare, you get a certain credit for the expenses you pay up to a certain amount. Right. So um, that was the, that's one thing. Um, so when Trump took over, he got rid of that personal exemption of the 4,050 per person. So he got rid of that, but he doubled the standard deduction. So for example, the first single filer was like 6,300, but under Trump, it was 12,200. So actually the net benefit was a little bit more under Trump in that sense, if you only were just one person. So if it's just you, um, then like you benefited that way. So, and then, so for just, I want to backtrack for the standard and itemized deductions, you would itemize if you had real estate taxes, mortgage interest in excess of your standard deduction. So as long as you had real estate taxes in New York, your real estate taxes are going to be way over 6,300. I don't even care where you're living, your real estate taxes are over 6,300 period. So right, you right, would right. be itemizing. So the one thing that Trump did that really hurt with his change besides, like he doubled this standard, like I said, 12,200 for single, 24,400. This is in 2019 though, 24,400 uh, in marriage filing joint, 18,350 for head of household. Um, he upped the child tax credit from 1,000 to 2,000, but he also changed the age. So under Obama, it was 17 and younger, you were getting 1,000. Uh, Trump did it under is 19 and younger, you get 2,000. And then if they're older and it had a different uh, thresholds, if your kid wasn't a full-time college student, different things. But you were also getting, if you had another dependent above the age of 19, you can get a $500 also credit for them too. So it's, it's, it was an age thing there. But the one thing that he hurt, almost everybody with his tax change on a state that has high real estate taxes was the, what we call the salt cap, the state and local tax cap. So what Trump did essentially, just to, just to tell you what he did, I'll just say how it worked under Obama. Under Obama, you would be able to deduct all the real estate taxes you paid. Um, and the other thing you also get a deduction for is the taxes you owe to the state that you're resident of. So that's something mm. that gets put into there too. So like if you owed like 6,000 to a state, and then you paid 15000 of real estate tax, and you're getting a deduction of $21,000 as an itemized deduction, which right. helps drop that income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what Trump did to kind of like base, I would say, stimulate the economy and just help with taxes where he boosted the government themselves. And this, this affected nearly anybody in New York. It didn't really matter how much you had. Any homeowner in New York, let me say that, the yeah. state local tax cap was $10,000. If you owned a home in New York, California, and Jersey, you, you are dead in the you're dead in the water right away. So mortgage interest and stuff like that wasn't limited, but the right. state and local tax cap. So that's the one thing that's getting a lot of pushback now, but I'll get into that. So like, that's what really, really hurt people. So mm -hmm. like, if, but like, if you're a wealthy person, uh, I mean, it de also depends what you consider wealthy. Cause I even just looked this up recently because I didn't know a middle class or three, a uh, three member family is a range of 40,100 to 120,000. I was like, that's middle class. I mean, like, is that what we're really? Considering no, class no, here? I don't. I don't. Well, hold on. Like, wouldn't some of that be part of the working class? 
That's what working. I'm saying. Like, are, are we considering the middle is the working class? I mean, you know what? I don't. It's so arbitrary. They put the terms on certain things. It's like, what really is it? I, don't I thought. Know how they, well, well, I thought. I like. So, uh, I guess that is middle. <laughs> I, I guess it is middle. I yep. thought that was working class. Mm-hmm. I, I I would think that forty thousand to a hundred thousand is working class. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred and fifty thousand and above. I think you could then be considered middle class. And then mm-hmm. you got the upper middle class and you got the wealthy, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that they would do that. Huh. Yep. I guess so, trying to have like, a better group identity, I guess. I don't know. Hey, your guess is better than mine, man. I just got to make sure I understand the stuff as is. I can't even care. I can't right, judge right, it. Because right. you got to realize they have clients that are on all ends of the, the political spectrum. Of course. So I, like, I don't care what, what happens. It's just I care because they just care about taxes. Tax yeah, I got to yeah, fucking yeah. learn it. I got to learn it every single year. It's like, God damn. Like, and then he overturned in four years. People are happy about that. I'm not for the fact that I got to learn a new tax code so quickly. Like you, <laughs> so must, basically, come on, man. Steve like, is always yeah. voted for the incumbent, no matter what. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know this. I know this. I don't yeah. have to do the work for another four years. It's like, yeah, that's how it's like, that's how it's like yeah, vote for Trump because I do not want to learn a new tax code. <laughs> I don't care about nothing. That's how that oh, affects man. me. No, that's that's not. <laughs> but um, so that was a big thing. And let me run through to even drill this a little bit more. I want to run through a couple scenarios that I actually did for you. Of course. Um, so I did three scenarios. If you were a single taxpayer, nothing else, you're renting where you live and that it's just you. So the first mm-hmm. thing that I did, I wanted to do it kind of where maybe the viewers are or even just a regular everyday person, single taxpayer making $60,000. That is it. Hold 60K. On. Give me one second. Yep. Listen here, people. Where else? Where fucking else? Are you getting this fucking information? Listen, mm. I'm sick. You motherfuckers are going to put some respect on conversations with Dean's motherfucking name. Where else mm. are you going to get free tax advice on the fucking fly? Where else do you go mm-hmm. to get your real news mm-hmm. on the fucking fly? I'm not mm-hmm. here to play games. I'm here to take you niggas jobs. With that said, go ahead. Go ahead, number Steve. Go ahead yes, and do sir. your thing. Do yeah. it, player. So, of course, like we mentioned, we were talking about before, everyone has a different situation. So I try to be as general as possible. Everything that affects this is kids. Are you married? How many kids do you have? What things? Do you put them in daycare? Do you not put them in daycare? There's so many things. Just try to be as general as possible just to show the comparison. So your single taxpayer making $60,000. Under Mm -hmm. Obama in 2016, your taxes that you owe on that level of income, because you still get the standard deduction because it's reducing it, was $8,190. I okay. want everybody just to be very objective when they hear what I'm saying, because people are really thinking like Trump was for the uh, trying to help the rich out as much as possible. Just now, I want to come. Right, hold, on, hold on, say it. that. Hold on, hold on, say that number one more time for Obama. So it was eight thousand one ninety was under Obama in 2016. If you're making on sixty thousand on sixty G's, okay, on sixty G's, yep. Under in 2019, but of course, like remember, brackets get adjusted for inflation, but it's not really much of a change there. Um, single taxpayer making sixty under Trump. He, the tax obligation six thousand three hundred eighty. Well, I'm done. Just I'm going to keep going. All right. So, I mean, I want to see like, all right, I want to scream poverty now. I want to. I'm dropping it now. Single taxpayer. <laughs> making four, I uh, want to scream th- poverty uh, because I want to see because people are like thinking like there's certain things like he didn't help you, he didn't, and I'm going to show you how. Single oh, taxpayer. Shit. Single taxpayer making forty thousand under Obama. You're paying almost four thousand. Was three thousand nine hundred eighty eight dollars. Trump, mm-hmm. $3,145. And I'm like, you know what? Let me take it one step further. 
let's say, you know what, you're not working part-time or whatever, or you had issues, you're making 30,000 or that's what you make, that's fine. Single taxpayer make it $30,000. Under Obama, they owed 2,488. Mm -hmm. Trump, 1,945. All right. So I wanted to give- Ho, 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 ho. Listen, listen, listen. Like, that's the thing I think that with a lot of our generation that people don't realize is that we, I'm going to call it a spade a spade. Our Thank generation you. is fucking, well, you, well, you know, you, you know what it is, Steve. I've been called a spade yeah. a spade. Even though, even if I'm wrong, it at least it's like, it's like, it's like the six and the nine thing. It's, it's from my perspective, the spade I can call. But our generation is a generation that is socially liberal and fiscally conservative. And this is mm-hmm. and this is the best example. And I don't want to be that guy, but it's funny because yes, I have a lot of liberal friends, but I have a lot of conservative friends. When I look at my circle, a lot of my closest friends are a lot of the people that I would go to to put me in check if I'm out of pocket. I'm like, yo, am I bugging out on this? Like one of my closest friends, Gary Chris. <laughs> Gary, you know you listen. Watching, shout out, Gary, listen, how you doing, brother? I fucking love Gary Chris to death. Like, listen, I, I will go to war for Gary Chris. Yep. Fucking, I will call him and like I'll, I'll hit him up in a second and be like, "Yo, am I out of pocket for this?" Or I'll just say this, and then he'll just be like, "I don't, I think you're bugging for that." Okay, I respect it, but a lot of those conservatives that like you know that y'all all say that you know hate the gays and hate these people and hate these people and you know, hate people who don't believe in Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Gary loves the shit out of Jesus, loves the shit out of the Bible. One of the craziest conversations, because me and him had a recording that we have not released. Um, oh. Just just because I think it's too real for the people, and he does too. It's too, I don't think that society is mature enough for that kind of conversation. One of the, on, the only interview I've ever done where I was like, he hit me, he was like, I don't, I was like, I agree with you. I don't think that they, I don't think that society is in a place to be able to face their own demons the way that him and I had a conversation out. But mm-hmm. in that same interview that day, it wasn't even that day, it was after the interview. We have a whole conversation on him trying to convince me that I'm not automatically going to hell for my choices of sleeping with a man at night. Very interesting conversation because I'm, I'm an independent and I was coming from the stance of like, you don't like personally, and I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna get me canceled, but I, I'm not a fan of the Christian gay. Like, like, you know, you got the Presbyterians who like, they, they, mm. they have the gay flag outside the church. I'm not a fan of it. You wanna know why, Steve? The Bible's not with it. The Bible has never been with it. So what the fuck are you trying to conform to this piece of like, for, go find another religion, do something mm. else. Ha- Practice another form of spirituality, but don't try to go ahead into Christianity and change it because it's not going to. He said what he said about Sodom and Gomorrah. He did what he did with that island. Now, you can tell me all you want that it was a mistranslation, and I'm going to tell you what the book has been telling for years. Mm -hmm. I have too many Christians, too many reverends, too many pastors in my family to disrespect the word of God. You can say however you want to Mm -hmm. about that. That's not my place. Do I? Now, I have my own thoughts because I am not a Christian. I am able to not have my own thoughts, opinions, and views on spirituality. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that I'm sitting here fighting with this conservative, and I'm like, nah, bro, according to the Bible, it says niggas is going to hell. So I'm good on it. 
Like a lot of choices I make in my life directly go against the Bible and I knowingly do it and I knowingly don't care. Mm -hmm. So who am I to try to change this whole thing? But it's interesting having this conversation going back and forth with this conservative that individuals automatically would say because he voted for whoever the fuck he voted for that he's this, that, and the third. Like I'll tell you right now, let me call him and say this, this, and this just happened to me. It's only going to be a few people that's going that that that's going to be getting to me faster than he is. So you can suck my dick with all of your 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 rhetoric in regards to these in regards to these lines because you all have these lines no matter from the right or the left. Look at these fucking tax codes. Look at it. Look at it. Like let's have a conversation about it. Why was Obama taxing us so much, and the government spends so much of it on nonsense? Let's let's just have a conversation mm -hmm. of it. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, let's really let's really talk about it. Give me yeah. a second, Steve. I gotta fix this goddamn yeah. light. Yep. And yeah, so all right, and we're back, people. So, but you see what I'm saying? Oh, hold on, one second, one second. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's always been like this, man. Can't get your shit straight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fucking. Ugh. I refuse to buy one of those fucking ad. Ah, fuck it, it doesn't. Fuck it. Coming from me, I'm on an iPad and my air, my AirPods. Like. Well, fucking. Well, no, with the so, shit, because it's this fucking light. I refuse to buy one of those selfie lights, and I have this other light that like I Jimmy rigged for it, and I just will not give it up. One more second. Well, are you telling me? Come on, man. Knowing you, you have one of those makeup lights, those circle lights. You kidding no, me? No, I don't. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, you. Do. I swear to God, I don't. that's the problem. <laughs> Oh, I don't. God. I have this. I swear to God. It's funny. I swear to God. <laughs> so I actually have this light. It's actually Justin's light. And he gets pissed because um, he's been trying to find a light bulb for it. And he can't find it. He's like, you're going to fucking kill the light bulb. And I'm not going to be able to use that light. And I love that light. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck, motherfucker. Like, I'm using yeah. the light. <laughs> because one day, this light is going to help us get fucking rich. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm using the light. <laughs> until yeah. I have to buy one. I'm fucking cheap in certain regards. Even it's funny, though. Because like when I, when I, definitely, when I, when I get rich and when I get there, he's definitely going to be the one in charge of the fucking money. The same way with, 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 with Burt Kreischer and like Leanne Kreischer, how they got their shit going. Absolutely. Because I'm a fucking nutcase. And he's really frugal. So he'll be like, you wanted to buy what? No, no, no. Are you fucking kidding? No, just put it into this instead. Like, you're right. <laughs> put it into this instead. You can make the money off that and then you can buy that. You're right. You're right. So he'll have me making money to buy stuff. So like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> he'll say, make an investment before you buy something. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So, all like, right. Uh -huh. Have that money work for you, man. That's the whole thing. Like, people can uh -huh. save money and freaking spend it on investments or things like that. It's just like, do it. Like, don't spend on something stupid. You want a new bag, a new purse, a new whatever it is, jewelry. No, invest it, and then you'll be happy that you fucking did. So, those fucking. Anyway. First of all, well, something. I'm, I'll definitely. We're gonna definitely have to have you back. I'm definitely gonna have you back one more. I'm Steve, the uh -huh. numbers guy. Um, because I want to have you on with. My, I definitely want to have you on Black and the Berry too. Um. Because I don't think Lois is ready for this. I don't, I don't think Lois is ready for this. I don't think so. Call shots now. Call shots, Lois. Boom, boom. Listen, let me, with him too. Let me let me tell you something. Well, and that's why, and that's what, and people listen to this, yeah. they won't understand. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a saga of years. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It was funny because I was talking to um Los before and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm interviewing Steve. We're doing this. We're doing that. Um, and then and then he was like, he goes, he goes, Steve, so and so. I was like, yeah, he goes fucking Terminator. I was like, yeah, he was like, he told me to ask you about something. And I totally forgot what it was. Ottomans, maybe or something like that. 
Oh, your mother! I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew where he was going. I fucking knew where he, he was going. But now sure, uh, <laughs> we can go. There's there. a few. There's a few other people that would know about this exact <laughs> circumstance. It's like few. God like, damn. Now listen, now you don't have to say it, but he told me he was like, he was like mentioning it. I was like, nah, we're talking about taxes, whatever, whatever. Um, but it just obviously came up a conversation now. So I was like, I'll just slow it in there. You don't have to say yeah. what it was, but I'll just he wanted to make sure that I dropped that. I'm just letting the people you oh, see, God. you see number guy Steve's reaction. We go back, <laughs> y'all. We go fucking back. And matter of fact, I'll put it to you like this: number Steve. Number Steve. I have to ask you something. Because you were there for it. You were there for it. Oh, shit. And I, this is going to be a clip. I'm going to have to make a clip. Oh, shit. Do you remember when before Los became Los, his name was Denzel? Do you remember when Denzel killed Brian fucking quickly? <laughs> At fucking. Do you. Re- now, we were. Now, mind you, this was during. Um, this was uh, the Hangover Bowl. The scrimmage on Sundays quickly caught the swing pass. And Los hit him so fucking hard, he popped his helmet off and then coach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. Like I was trying to think. Holy shit. Yeah. My God. I oh about shit. That. There were so many things that went on in that those practices. Oh my God. Dude, it was a freaking we're killing each other. God Yo, damn. It was, the, it was, it was, it was weird. It, like the, like I don't think people. Well, I want to say something, people, the viewers. We were yeah. wearing helmets back in the day, where if you hit yourselves hard enough, you're bleeding from the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Like we had these shitty ass helmets in college, and we're, we're I mean, yes, where we played, it wasn't I would say the most competitive. Like you had the biggest, fastest. Well, guys, no, hold on, hold on. But I'll we challenge you on that. each other. I'll challenge you on that. I'll challenge you on that in the sense of when you look at the Empire Eight, the division we played in. That division for the division for for D3 can be compared for the competitiveness level of that division oh, in yeah. division three yeah. could yes, be set. We, we played yeah. in the SEC of mm-hmm. D3s. We there was always multiple national ranked teams that we played. Whenever Hartwick played yep. somebody yeah, yeah. out of conference, yep. we shit stomped yep. you. You had no chance. We went in there. We mm-hmm. beat the shit out of you. We fucked your women and we shit on your field. That's what the fuck we did. Now, in conference, whoo, it was a motherfucking battle. A battle that we a lot of times lost because we were mm-hmm. running a playbook from, from goddamn 89. But that's a different conversation. I'm yep. just saying, I would say that we definitely, we, we, yeah. we, we paid in a very competitive. Because I think about some of the players that we had. Like, okay. Yeah. The, the the biggest the biggest one, and the one that I believe should have never been down with us is Big Jim DeRosa. Hell no, Big Jim. No, nope. Six that was one, just a different. That was three hundred pounds. That was a specimen. Did he run a? What did he run a four eight four nine forty? Mm-hmm. Strong nope. as an ox, and I was a I was a person that go against him. It was, it was. This is how you know when you're playing a different kind of player when you. Ju- I remember, I remember getting beat by Jim DeRosa, right? One time in one-on-ones. And the thing is, he's 300 pounds. I'm 255 pounds at the time. But here's the thing. We're both, we both got the same strength. So, like, we're both around the same. So, like, he's not stronger than nope. me, per se. You know what I'm saying? So, he's not like, like, you know. Yep. So we're there. We're there. This motherfucker's athletic ability, though, mm-hmm. was on another level. And then you add that with his speed and power. 
Jim beat me so wild one time. I'll never forget we were watching a film and then and then Tompkins goes, you know something funny, Hinton? You're set. Everything you did would be perfect against anybody mm-hmm. else. But Jim DeRose, I'm like, he shouldn't be down here. I said he shouldn't be like, and it and it was and and, and then it was fucking agreed upon. Him with mm-hmm. one fucking shoulder. This mm-hmm. motherfucker tore his rotator cuff. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. This motherfucker tore his rotator cuff and was just fucking up. And mind you, and once again, people, I was an undersized lineman. I was a part of the last crew of undersized Mm -hmm. linemen, I would say, at Hartwood. Because because when I started, you had, well, first of all, okay, so when I started my junior year, because you had that fucking competition going on at guard, guards, some people going down, people losing their jobs. It was like, I think my my junior, my junior year, was the year that Hartwick had, I think, the deepest offensive line depth. And what I mean by that is it's like there were you had you had seven, maybe eight offensive linemen who in other colleges are starting. Like Hartwick's offensive line, I think, was deep at that point in time. And it was it was it was underrated. But so you fucking got that whole competition, but then my my senior year when I played. I was the lightest guy, 255. The next one closest to me, yeah. I think, was fucking um, Carnavale, and he was like 280. Oh, yeah. Then you got Panessi, 290, 300 yeah. pounds. Yeah. You got Big Marky, 285. You had fucking... Damn. Uh-huh. Yo, Mar- I've yeah, got these right? names, man. Dude, I haven't heard these names in so long. Done. First, yo, shout out to... Let, let me tell you something else. Somebody I've been trying to go on the show for the longest time, and I'm going to get them on. Mm-hmm. Mark fucking Smith. Oh. I love Mark, Marky yeah. Poo to fucking yeah. death. Yeah. Mark is because you know what it was. I think Mark was the individual. Me and me and Mark were just blast. We were two different humans, but the same human. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is Mark has his views and opinions and his ways, and so do I. But we can come together and respect each other on those and have genuine love. Like I will fucking wait, wait. Are you me. saying that's possible in today's society? Are you I'm actually saying, saying that's possible? I, I'm saying it's possible. It's absolute, and this is what, and this is what, and I, I think this is why when people listen to my show, sometimes they're just like they get confused because I'm all over the spectrum. But that's really yep. how I genuinely feel because it's like, yo, yep. I got love for people yep. on different ends of the spectrum, and yep. they've showed me genuine love, and you can't tell me that it's fake. Nope. And I'm not gonna allow yep. you, society, to tell me that mm-hmm. it's fake. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these are the, like, listen, let me tell you something. These conservatives that you genuinely view as being racist assholes, because there's only a few of them, and, and don't get me wrong, that few is a large percentage, and they have some deep-rooted issues within that party. But this new generation, they're a different breed, bro, because this is the same generation that I'm coming to them, my authentic black-ass self. With yeah. and like, I'm not afraid to say, like, you know, you white people be buck. Like, I'm not afraid to say yeah. that to these people, and it is not yeah. a fucking recoil. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what about this? What about that? Don't not get me wrong. They yeah. are gonna fucking the reason why my podcast is gonna go to the next level is because I'm sparring with these motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm having conversations mm-hmm. with people who do not necessarily always are going to agree with mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and they're gonna challenge mm-hmm. me and they're gonna make me. I, I have to prove them wrong. I have to prove them wrong. And I think we live in a society today that everyone just needs to be like, you have to listen to people who 
like you live in a, you live in your own echo chamber. Yep. Yes, sir. You're saying everything. Is that, is that your cat or is that a baby crying? Yeah, that sounded like a fucking <laughs> no. Oh no, hold on. It's a baby because my um my window's open. My cat is over here. She's just fucking sitting. That's why you heard me go like this. Yeah, like, what the fuck is wrong with my cat? I was like, the dog is in a separate place because the, the cat and the dog can't be out at the same time. And then when oh, I do the record, man. listen, I've tried to record one time with the dog out and it was a disaster because oh, then you man. have to put him in like yeah. a cage section because then he'll run around all over the place. And then you just fucking, you hear him. Yeah, yeah, constantly. And then he just gets fucking mad. He's a fucking dick. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, we, we got in a soliloquy of just life and yeah. should know, but um, because it's real facts, real facts. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's something that really um, is missed in today's day and age. I think that that mm-hmm. that's gonna be the downfall of America. Yeah, you're right. We're not like, having. You know, uh huh. Go ahead. Like, because I mean, you see me like with the the conversations we've been having as of recent. Like, you see like a text and like obviously sometimes you don't get back and work and things like that. But it's like I constantly I'm like seeing the things that I'm saying. I just want to see like. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, you from, from, from what you're saying, too, it's just like, it's like people are so easily triggered nowadays. Just, I know we're getting off topic. It's just with, like, oh, first it of seems all, Steve, like they've been waiting for, they, they, I guarantee yeah. you, there's been, I've got some viewers who are, who are, who are, waiting who are for consistent, this. faithful, and they've been like, when is this nigga going to take it off topic? Cause yeah. he's actually, like, I've given them an hour on topic. I've done yeah. something unfathomable. I yeah. would let, I'll let you talk. I shut yep. the fuck up. I like so they yep. were probably sitting there just like when this yeah, where is he? Where is he? Who, who, who is this, who this fucking guy? He's letting talk. Yeah, who is this guy? Well, no, his no, 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 no. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yep. Because one, I'm trying to grow as a podcast of people. Yep. I'm trying to grow. But number two, I want you to understand the information that Steve is trying to put forth out there for you. And he was breaking it down, and he and he's going to later. Don't get me wrong. We still uh, have I'll a whole finish bunch it up. Yeah, about. I'll finish it up. Yeah, I got. I got oh, no. it. Don't oh, worry, Steve. Steve, we got. We got. I got it. You know what kind of time we got, Steve? Oh, we got the yeah, kind all of time. The time world. Like, this is what happens when you produce your own shit. On the fly, you can make a part one, part two. Like, you know what I mean? On uh, the motherfucking fly, yeah, we can make a part yeah. one, part two. It's nothing to fucking yeah. send this on the Google Chrome to Los and say, Los, yeah. cut it right here for me. Like, it's nothing. So we can yep. fucking, so you, so we're going to yeah. take our fucking time with this. Fuck these people. So, like, my loyal, my, yeah. my regular fans, you know I love you. I just, I'm talking to the others, the others. Mm-hmm. So, I think that this is going to be a downfall of America in the sense mm-hmm. of they're trying to make they're trying to make it so that people who look different who and who are different can't have a common accord. And that's the big mm-hmm. and then and then they act like you can't have differences. Like and what I mean by that is you can't be un- unified with differences. That's they're trying to do something like that. It's like you're not yes. going to see eye to eye. Do they want to make it? It's either black or it's. Uh, I'm literally not meaning what I'm saying. It's either black or white. So yeah, either, yeah, you see the black or you see it in white, or that, that's it. And there's no other thing. You can't find a middle ground. And I feel like as time's going, everything the those the far left and the far right keeps getting pushed, 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 and then it leaves the people who are either leaning left and leaving right, like to say what the fuck is going on? Like what is going on today? Where we can't talk? I mean, you go on social media, it will drive you fucking crazy. Because yes. a lot of the arguments are either easily triggered because the emotions are how people feel. Like, and I understand that, but like we're in a, a point in time in society where when the hell are get like facts not relevant anymore and your feelings take precedent. Like it's I'm not saying that I feel like me just saying that people are like, oh, you're you're a gung-ho Trump supporter. No, I'm just not a fucking asshole. I mean, I see 
I see it from both sides. It's just like, if you're getting all your information from CNN and, and ABC, okay, you're going to look at it from that, that, that tunnel vision from there. If you get all your information from Fox or you even have Tucker Carlson and even like the people you see on social media, Hodge twins, Steven Crowder. Like if you see Ooh, those guys, yeah, like, uh, trust me, that, that name is going to, that last name triggers a lot of people and I get it. So it's just that, like, <sighs> they're, they're going to point out the flaws of each other. And I just posted this on one of a mutual friend of ours, Facebook post. It was like a completely off topic. It's just like you have to take what they say, the left, what the right says, because they're going to point the shit out of the floss on both of you. Well, you're an asshole because of this. You're an asshole because of this. So where does it leave us in the middle who want to actually have the conversation on how do we make everything better? And it's just the fact that we became more of a liberal society. It's just like that the feelings matter more than the facts. It's just like this is bad. It's just this. It's, just, it's like that's a pandemic or an epidemic. That, no, that, no, that is. That is. And, and the yeah. reason why is because. It's the and you know what it is. They need people like you. They need people like me. They need people like that I had on this date. Yep. They need people like 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 that I had on this gym. Mm-hmm. Need the Garys. They yep. need the. You need the you need you need the people. Who, yes, we may we may ideologically lean a certain way, but that mm-hmm. does not that does not impede our judgment on judging what they're doing. Yep. That's wrong. That's right. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. it's going to take people like us standing up and saying, <laughs> you're both bullshit. And yep. that's that's what I want and I am going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show mm-hmm. is about. It's about pointing out fallacies mm-hmm. in both. Yep. And I know yep. lately I've been leaning to the right, been, been fucking eviscerating the left. Mm-hmm. But listen here, people. By the time this episode has went out on Monday, this episode's coming out on a Monday. The day before, I am going to come at conservatives in a way that you have never seen me do it before. So you mm-hmm. go ahead. You can pause this. Mm-hmm. You can go check that out. And you can come back. But I'm telling you, all you motherfuckers who just keep trying to tell me what mm-hmm. I am, and I keep telling you what I am, I prove to you as such. Do yourself the favor. And go get yourself educated on how to protect your civil liberties. Now, back on, back on the subject. Yep. So, yep. What is Biden's proposed tax plan? Yep. So, <laughs> I'm going to hold you. I'm actually going to stop you there because I still want to go down that list on the the scenarios I ran. Yes, please. So yes, li- please. So you literally see how it affects everybody. If you're you're Perfect. single, you're ahead of household with a child. If you're married, falling joint with this amount of income. Right. So I'm going to do it. So I, I hit you. The last thing I hit you with was a single taxpayer making thirty thousand. Which Ob- under Obama, your tax is two thousand four eighty eight. Under Trump, it was one thousand forty five. So guys, this is not a biasness. This is me literally doing it. I do taxes for a living. I compare it. I did. You don't literally. do taxes. You just like, like, do fucking I numbers. Did, don't tell these motherfuckers. I I'm listening. It's all right. Listen, listen. I do a lot I, of different things. You motherfuckers better not come for him. Until I can at least pay him to be on my team. Don't <laughs> fucking do it. Just wait. Like, listen, all right. If you're gonna come for this motherfucker, at least like, share, and subscribe this shit so more people hate it. So I can at least pay this motherfucker. All right. <laughs> fucking just you motherfuckers. All right. And listen, y'all, y'all know I'm not talking to my regular listeners. I'm talking to these new motherfuckers who have no who who honestly may have came more because they saw mm-hmm. they saw number Steve. Mm-hmm. 
Don't fucking snitch. Don't be a bitch. Join the ride. All right, go ahead. Yep. All right, so that was single. So now, so now, what are we getting into next? So I'm going to say, so kind of when I was saying screaming poverty, like that's the whole thing that they say that the Republicans just want to cut for the the wealthy, and the Democrats are only for like the middle working class, and then the the people in poverty, lower income. So they're always saying that. I'm just, just putting this: you are a single taxpayer. You're making thirty thousand, but you have one child. So you're a single mother, let's say in that scenario, you're raising a kid. So that means you're you're ahead of household filing status. So under um uh, under Obama, the tax itself would be one thousand two sixty three. And there's two other things I factor, a couple things I factored in here. So yes, it's one thousand two sixty three. But there's other credits because you have a kid that you can get. There's the right. earned income tax credit, child tax credit, right, right, an right, additional right. child tax credit. Um, doing these calculations. So it was 1,263 was the tax. And on that level- Under, under income, Obama? Under Obama. For the kid, and, and were, that's a single parent. Single parent, one kid making $30,000 on a W-2. So that would be the tax that they would owe on that income. And of course, like if they had, like they withheld on it, they might not actually owe anything, but this is just what the tax is on that level. And there's these credits that they get. So there's this earned income tax credit that they get also, which was 1,482, which reduces your tax dollar for dollar. And there's a child tax credit for $1,000 reduces your tax dollar per dollar. So on all that level, yes, you have 1,263 worth of taxes, but these are, you had about 2,482 worth of credits to help reduce it. All right. Under Trump, the same exact circumstance, the tax is 1,168 as opposed to 1,263. The earned income tax credit, as opposed it's uh, from being 1,042, under Obama, it was 1769 under Trump. The child tax credit being 1000 under Obama was 1168 under Trump because there's certain limitations are how they calculate it. But also under Trump, they got an additional child tax credit of $832. So they gave a more. So you had credits under Obama of 2482. And under Trump, you had credits of 3769 whether, like, whether some of the credits were refundable, meaning like, Okay, just because you have no tax obligation, um, you could still get this credit. But there's certain things that are called non-refundable credits that you only get a benefit for until your tax goes down to zero. So you can't get a refund based on a credit. Uh, okay, 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 okay. There's okay. certain things like that. Okay, break it down. So break now, it down, I wanna, now I want to now I want to now I want to hit it higher. Now we're talking about I want to go to a married filing joint uh, couple. You're making two hundred thousand dollars. You can say you're doing well. You're, you're not bad. So the tax under that under Obama was 36056 right? Under uh, Trump, it was 30493 So now we're getting to the realm of where people think that he was favoring them too. So you can right. see this here that uh, they also get, but under that too, even though the, uh, the tax is 30493 there's no child tax credit. This is one kid married following joint 200000 Under Obama, you got no credit. Like you said, screw you, you're getting nothing. Trump, <laughs> is giving you, Trump is giving you the $2,000 tax credit. So he's helping you even more. So you can see like, okay, like, but now this is what I'm saying perspective. I gave you a head of household filer, $30,000. And I showed you the credits that they got on that income. Like they got a decent amount of credits too. So it's just like, all right, that's relevant. And then yes, they're owing less tax, but they're getting a credit too under Trump. So like all in all, like the taxes are dropping. It's like the taxes are dropping across the board. But once again, I'm giving the example that they don't own a house. They don't have mortgage. They're renting. So that actually plays into it. All right, now I'm, I'm going to go next. Now I want to get in the top, top bracket. So you're a married, following joint company. 
you guys have a combined salary of $500,000. That's your take home at the end of the day. You may, it's never actually your take home because you net it down from payroll taxes, withholding, everything like that. So under Obama, naturally, you would figure that these people are going to pay more under Obama than Trump. And that, right. it's facts. So let's, I can't go up in the top when I gave you lower income. Like seems seems like I'm defending Trump, but now I'm going down here and saying under Obama, you're making $500,000, you have a kid. It's 138677 that you owe in tax under Obama. On $500,000, that's how much tax you owe. Now you're thinking like, holy shit, like I don't want to pay all that out. Don't, hey, that doesn't even factor in state. So if you live in a state like New York, forget it. You're done. Like there's so you, much so, paid so, out. Hold on. So you live in a state like New York. You're fucking around and you're paying like fucking, you make $400,000. You may fuck around and pay a total of like two hundred to maybe $250,000 in taxes. You, you might wrong? almost pay. You almost might pay, like it might be just shy, but you're almost paying like 50% of your income. So you're like, but people don't understand you're paying payroll taxes and all this stuff too, and it reduces it. But yes, there's certain things that stop when you hit a certain income threshold, like social security, you only paid up to a certain amount of wages. And uh, like in 2020, that was like 137,700 that you pay into social security. Anything in excess, it's not. Like, you don't pay any more Social Security, you get capped there. But Medicare, you still keep paying taxes. There's different rates for that stuff. But uh, just that same situation I want to give you under Trump. Naturally, like, you're going to see a reduction. Wow. They, they owe 116847 So it's about $22,000 difference there just because of that. Jesus Christ. So, but where it will start to equate, I didn't do, I didn't run the example of this. But where something like that would start to equate itself is that state and local tax cap that I, I referred to where it's at 10. So if you're a $500,000 earner, most likely you're living in a nicer house. Your real estate taxes are more. So let's say even like, all right, we're going to go. I remember having a client when this first came in, uh, uh, in effect. They paid $68,000 in real estate taxes. This guy's a lawyer. And I think his W-2, his married following joint, I think it was like 600 and change. But- it was like $68,000 he paid just in real estate taxes alone. That doesn't include state. It doesn't include anything else. And just imagine you're this person, right? So under Obama, you're actually not doing half bad because you're able to deduct that full $60,000 and change uh. real estate taxes. That will drop your income straight down. But where Trump's for the, like, this is where Trump got These at people the outside. Here. Goddamn. Sorry, yes. people. Listen, yeah. if you want me to not have yelling, if you want me to not have screaming, you have to like, share, subscribe, and you have to share this podcast out to make sure mm -hmm. people know so they can listen. So that mm -hmm. way I would be able to have more listeners so I can pay to have a better studio. Because right now I'm performing at the crib. And let me tell you something. I don't want none of you motherfuckers to get any kind of slick ideas of trying to find out where I live, whatever. Let me tell you something. It's two grown men, a dog, and a lot of weapons. <laughs> And we're not on, like, we're not, I'm going to say it, it is what it is. I'm not the typical gay guy that most of you, because I'm not gay, I'm bisexual, but most of you motherfuckers, I understand what it is in the culture, don't call me gay. I'll take it. I'm not the typical one. He's not the typical one. He's a medical professional. I work in death care. You will get fucked up in here. So don't think that because I reform at the crib, that you could just be like, oh, we're going to see what it's hitting for. You're going to fuck around and leave out my motherfucking crib feet first. I promise you. You understand what I'm saying? But now do the right thing. So I'm going to worry about that. So I can go ahead and have a studio like all your favorite other big podcasts. 
help me help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I can hire a security guard and then whatever the case may be. Because right now, somebody come in the crib. <laughs> we'll You're in the wrong way. state, my man. You're in the wrong state. That's but you know what it say. is? At times, it's like you got to do what you got to do. Because if you come in here threatening me, I don't care about any of that mm-hmm. shit. I don't care about yep. like, no, I, yep. where the fuck am I going to run? I'm mm-hmm. not like, and that's the issue when you got these, and then you got these fucking liberals supporting this stupid shit. You're not trained for that i'm mm-hmm. not tra- i'm not trained to think if somebody comes mm-hmm. in my crib trying to take my shit to run and leave i'm fucking gonna be all over the place and nervous what's gonna i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen i'm gonna meet force with motherfucking force the same way those i i, I don't give a fuck about king cuomo i don't give a fuck about none of this shit you come in here with bad intentions i promise you on my grandmother's fucking grave you will be met with ill fucking intentions and the only motherfucker who will ever be able to save you is god but i guarantee you he's backing me on that one so you're done son you're done yep. you know what it's, it's that common saying that they say you'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six sorry listen and, and as someone yep. who every day sees people mm-hmm. And I, I, I help, and then sometimes in some cases I am, you're mm-hmm. taking care of people who cannot take care of themselves. You're taking care of their families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going until Brenda goes. I'll be motherfucking damned if you if you going to have Brenda walking into some arrangement room. <laughs> she'll walk into a motherfucking, she'll walk into a penitentiary to go visit me first. And it's oh, going to be like, you know, I had to do what I had to do. It is what it is. Um, only the viewers know where you came from. The house you know what I'm saying? That you are. Only like, the dead serious you are. Like, 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 it ain't even a joke. Like, it ain't a joke. Yeah, like, I, yeah. you know what it is? It's funny because, you know what? I'm I'm getting to the place that, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a content creator. So most of the people who support me don't really, like, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a half and half standstill. So I got a lot of people who know me who do support it. And then I got a lot of people who don't know me. So when they hear me talking like this, they're just like, oh, yeah, Dean being funny. They don't really like, like you like, you know me. Like, you yeah. know, I truthfully, yeah. when I get to that point, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn. Like, once mm-hmm. I'm there, it's like everything is rationalized. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't take this as a joke, people. It's just like, I've known I, this guy for over 10 years. I mean, like, <laughs> like no, I ain't kidding. Like, right. what I know about him personally. No. Listen, and then it's yeah. funny because, um, you know what's funny? So I was walking my dog one day and we don't live far from one of Justin's um, um, siblings houses. Right. So I'm because I'm, I'm not going to say how many siblings I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm trying to protect him and his family as possible. But yeah. I saw one yeah. of his siblings and I was walking the dog and we were just chatting and whatever the case may be. And then they were like, yo, you know, you know, he got an axe, bro. I came in his house. You would have thought that he cheated on me. I was, you got a fucking axe. I don't know about it. Nigga, where that? Put that shit out. Where's it at? We got to put this shit with the other yep. Yo, son, I can't. <laughs> he was like, Yo, son. He was, he was oh, like, why? Are you? I was like, why are you? He was like, why are you so aggressive right now? I said, you got to ask this shit. He goes, I showed it to you. He pulled mm-hmm. the motherfucker out. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 you did. He goes, remember, I got next to the thing thing. And I was like, you did tell me you got it. So we had it in place. It's the funny because like, I came in here like, you got the motherfucking thing and I know. <laughs> he was like, nah, I told yeah. you about it. Yo, and it's funny. Yo, bro, it's it's a, it's, it's, 
you know something because it's like all right i am on both sides of the fence whatever the case may be but i'm gonna tell you to somebody who's dated both it's more fun dating men well excuse me i'm lying it's more fun dating justin <laughs> like you know what i mean like i don't really like the rest of you motherfuckers but him i i love the death like this it's it's interesting talking to somebody mm-hmm. who is as dark as you like we've had conversations like what happens if somebody comes in the crib well i think we gotta do this so you going you you gonna jump off the you gonna jump off the banister and get him mm-hmm. with Brown while I while I get the thing easy, yeah, that's love right there. That's love. <laughs> you can have a conversation on how you gonna fuck somebody up if they gonna come in your crib. There is, ugh, there's no greater love than that. There's no, is there a greater <laughs> love than that? <laughs> I, like, I I don't think so. Someone's like, how are we going to fuck this guy up? Like, how are we going like, to fuck this person you know what I mean? up? Like, He's listen, like, you heterosexual yep. motherfuckers, I get it. You can have kids. Yep. But I can have conversations about defense, violence, yep. fun. My house is a fucking, it's a phenomenon. It's like you would think it's it's not a bachelor pad, but you got like, y'all got so much cool things. Yes, I know. We're dudes. We're, yep. we're going to be the cool uncles. Like, I'm going to leave all my yep. money to my fucking goddaughter. Yep. She's going to get all my money. <laughs> You know what I gotta say too? Like you, you're making that saying that like you guys plan this and something like what you would do. I can almost attest. I as a straight man, I think any guy straight like mm-hmm. for either protecting their family always runs through the thought in their head: if somebody try to break in my house, what the hell am I doing? Like any straight guy is that way. Absolutely. I, it's, it's funny that you say this. I was talking to people a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, you know what? Like I'd open my door, my bedroom door. I'd lay on the floor and I would announce my presence. Like you come up here. That's it. You're going to have two. You're going to have one right through the two eyes. It's Ooh. like, just to think how you're going to play it. It's like, I'm not even going to hesitate. And that's the one thing I tell you. It's just like, I don't care who's breaking in. It could like, that's it. You're done. Like you're coming you're, you're up. Done, you're done, I announce my presence. You're going to say it. And you come in. They're done. I don't care. Every state should be like Florida in the sense it stands your fucking ground. Yo, I mean, I, I hate how, yep, uh-huh. I hate how no, somebody no, no. breaking your breaking your house, get hurt from breaking into your house and suing you because they got hurt breaking into your house. And then in Florida, for my friends of the god down there, what they tell you, if someone breaks in your house, you shoot to kill. Because that's the it's one sided testimony. Because you shouldn't. Because you it sounds because bad, but the, no, no, that's how it should be. Because at the end the of the truth, day, this, it shits the truth. This is and this is true. Excuse me, this is truly what I believe in. This is him and I talked about it. You can't make such an egregious offense and think you're going to walk out of here without me getting something from it. Like, like there is, like, no. Just no. Like, I, don't under, I don't know how else to put it, but no. And then people who live in New York, especially super-duper liberals, who support these stupid-ass laws, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, who are the people <laughs> you're supporting all these high fucking all these all the like you know the gun reform gun control whatever whatever right police on average have like a national response time of five minutes for an emergency and it's nine minutes for non-emergencies do you under i've wrestled i've done jujitsu i've played football let me tell you something in, in football we're only hitting each other for like at most 15 second burst at most 15 seconds you're fighting another man and number steve can attest you're coming back to that huddle you're breathing a little bit heavy ain't you yeah so all right all right because fucking so in college 
you know, I was a you, I was a fullback when he came in. He was a running back, but it's funny. I mm-hmm. got moved to fucking lineman. He got mm-hmm. moved to fucking fullback, mm-hmm. and it was a different vibe mm-hmm. because he's hitting two hundred and fifty pound men after every mm-hmm. fucking play. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting three hundred pound men after every play, mm-hmm. and we're walking back looking at each other like, oh damn, we gotta run more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want to give people context too because I want to take too much credit so people know that. Dean and I played high school against each other, um, played in college together, and then I blew my knee out my senior year of high school. Never Steve, really fully recovered. Steve and should have never played a, I, with us. I, I ended up transferring out after, like, hurting my knee again in my uh, – it was my sophomore year. Transferred yeah. out. So, I can't say – I mean, I did start a good game. Three quarters of the way through the game again, I ended up freaking blowing – not blowing out, hurting the knee again. So, but to, to your point, it's exactly true. It's like – you're fighting somebody for 15 seconds or even what it is. It's not even so that like, you know what? I got to pay homage to one person. Cause I did it in the post Davion price that mo- that motherfucker rest of soul. And I say that in a compliment, he hit me so hard in practice once made me just not even want to, you know what? I don't want to be a fullback here. I, I went from what, what Dean was saying. I went from a running back. That's what I did. And where we went to high school, you kind of had to do everything. You're playing both sides of the ball. Of course. You know, of special course. teams, you're doing everything. And then when I had a downgrade, just the one position, like worrying about one side of the Can ball, I, I'm telling you, it was a freaking joke. Give me, as give a me conditioning one standpoint. Give me one yeah. second for you. Give me one second for you, Steve. I'm about yeah. to do something for you. Let me tell you people something. Let me tell you oh, people really? something. Who play ball? This motherfucker who's sitting on the screen with me is a baller. You you understand me? He's a killer. He's a motherfucking savage. This is a man who, before I knew him, when he we played each other before we even knew who the fuck each other was. And he was the middle linebacker. And this was back in the day. You had you ran a four-three defense. You had two D yeah. tackles, two defense, oh, yeah. two defense, defensive ends. A strong yeah. middle linebacker, and you had two out, two line, two outside linebackers. Steve was the fucking stereotypical white linebacker that all black schools never wanted to see. He was that. You're guy. right. You're right. You're fucking right. You're, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one. I'm the one not standing still. My feet are chopping. I'm stemming here and there. I'm like constantly moving around. And I'm the yeah. sitter. Shit. And I'm the yep. sitter. And I'm the sitter. And at yes. one point, yep. Steve, Steve, and my I think it was like every play. Me and Steve oh, were shit. fucking trying to kill each other. Yep. Trying to kill each other. And then it was funny because Steve was so moving around so much in my head. I wasn't even caring about the plays at one point. It was like, mm-hmm. I got to just you. Mm-hmm. It just, yep. so, somebody's got to die. It's so fucking wild because I played him sophomore year. He was a freshman. And then I, I got to play him when his, he was, you know, the other years afterwards because you played on varsity when you were a sophomore, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we got to play. I'm not sure. Yeah. We played, yeah, we played that year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, played, yeah. I played you when you were a sophomore, then I played yeah. you when you were a junior. And then when I found out because of the injury that you may be coming to Hartwick, it was interesting to me because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we got a ball. I remember I was going to the coaches. I was like, we got a baller, son. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm telling you. I said, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I said, because you think I said, yo, don't put this big motherfucker at full. I, let this nigga run, B. Like, <laughs> let yep. this Jewish Italian up. And, and, and we live together. Um, and it's funny because um, I was uh, talking to, to Los and I was like, uh, actually, I was talking to Justin about it. 
because I told Justin a few stories that you told me. Um, one story about uh, about your house, your mom, and then something that was there, and she actually ever saw it. I, I'm not gonna repeat it now on air, but you should probably be able to guess what I'm talking about. You walked down the stairs, and your mother said, "Have you ever seen so and so?" And you were like, "No." And she goes, "Look on the table." So I'm I'm talking about that. So I was telling Justin that story about oh, you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm wow. not. How do you remember this shit from everyone? you <laughs> smoking? And I'm damn. Like I don't even remember. Like what the. Fuck, I, there's no way I would have recollected that on my own. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not gonna put it out there because there's nobody business. But I was like, I was talking, you know, I was talking to Justin about it, and I was like, yo, this like I said, I said he was for someone in that level, was so fucking chill. Like, motherfuckers, I said, like, I'll explain to him the brawl that happened. The brawl, it's funny, it's funny. All right, so let's have this conversation because there's a lot of people who listen. Yep who didn't go to school with either one of us, but they did go to Hartwick and they know me and then and they know of you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. from Alpha City. Mm-hmm. The night that made Dean a legend was the night that Dean got guns pulled on him. That's the night that this motherfucker was there. I don't know if you remember this, when we rolled up. Now, let me give a backstory. So I'm a sophomore, he's a freshman, we live together. Um, Steve has a car. Um, he was really generous with the car. Like if I ever needed or need to go somewhere, do something, he was like, yeah, go use the car. Like I would be taking bitches out on dates with Steve's car. Um, putting the auxiliary cord in, living my best yeah. life in that white Jeep van carry. Oh, hey, I'll never yeah. forget that bitch. What? Yeah. Like, oh, that nigga, what? Me and Adia had so many nights. Oh, I'm pretty sure I got head in your car. I'm pretty sure. So I'm not saying with a D, but I'm pretty sure I've got that in your car. I'm pretty sure I was like a boy. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll bring it back. So I don't know if you remember this. So this is two times, but I'm talking about the second time first. I was at the crib, chilling there. And for some reason, you, I didn't go out. I don't know why I didn't go out, but I didn't go out. There. I was like, I don't feel like going out. I'm tired. I think we were just fighting so much. I was like, I'm just tired of fighting niggas. I just want to have a weekend where I don't fight nobody. So I stayed in and I was playing the X. I think you had an X, you had an Xbox. I didn't have a video yeah. game system. Yep. You had the Xbox. All I had yep. was a DVD and a whole bunch of DVD, like you know what I mean, whatever like that, and yeah. the cable shit. So I was yeah. playing Xbox on your Xbox, yeah. whatever the case may be. You came back. I don't know. I don't I don't even know why to this day. I don't know why you came back there early because you shouldn't have been back there. You come back, we're chilling, whatever. I think I was drinking the night in the room, just on some by myself, just playing video games. We get a call, but wasn't drunk. We get a call. I get a call, excuse me. Yo, whatever, whatever. One of our brothers got jumped. We got a cold red. And I remember talking to you. I said, yo, I got a cold red. Um, We about to fight so-and-so. And I remember you just was like, I don't like so-and-so anyway. I'm going with you. <laughs> oh God! I'm trying to remember. To be honest with you, like I said, like it's like a little bit no. remembering, but let me, let me, let me tell you. I'm, I'm gonna have to drop it. So we were fighting across from the mayor's office. I mean, I'm excuse me, not from the mayor's office, the mayor's house. Remember that? We drove to Alpha Sig first. Yeah. We picked okay. up Heater. We picked up Satchel. We picked up Saeed. Excuse me, I picked him up. We all walked over together. Saeed. Saeed. It, it was it was you. It was like only five or six of us. And we were going to this house because Delta had jumped heater. Remember? Yes, yes, ah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Mr. Was a, heater, yep. And I'm not trying to, I'm not gonna talk about the people that we were going against. I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. get no future lawsuits when I when when, when motherfucker get big, but 
we were going against some people and there was one person in particular you did not fucking like. Now, for anyone who wants to know, whenever we had any problem, Steve always helped us. He may have not been in the physical altercation, but there was some way that he helped us in something. But when he was like, nah, I'm going with you on this one, I was like, oh, it's late. I remember forgetting mm-hmm. hitting the boys. I was like, yo, I'm coming in with so-and-so. We can't talk mm-hmm. about fraternity business with him. But we could talk about anything pertaining to this. He's got to go. Yeah. I'll take any responsibility. Mm-hmm. We go in there. We go down that house. We're calling people out. They pull. Because remember, I, I I was the only one who walked oh. in the house. Now it's starting to click. I, yep. I walk in the house by myself. They pulled the whatever on us. I said, yo, you can bring your toys outside. We just want him to fight him one-on-one. They didn't want to do it. Saeed spit on somebody, threatened to hit him with one of my my Delta beating sticks. Remember, I had like two of them back then. Oh, my God. We lived together. I said, yo, somebody come in here. You take this stick and you fuck them. It's a Delta beating stick. Yeah, like you said. If anyone's watching, you know we're way past that (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're way past that now. But back then, that that was a real thing. Um, and fucking, it was amazing. <laughs> like that was the night that 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 cemented my legacy. And then because I just was like, I got guns pulled on me, and I was like, what's that supposed to mean? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, that doesn't mean anything to me. I've had guns pulled on me when I and when I was in high school a few different times. So mm-hmm. let me just say this: <laughs> I know how to deal with it, and I could take your shit. I'm gonna yep. leave it at that. You, I could take your shit and have to flip the whole situation. If you can't pull a gun on somebody who can grab it and knows what to do in the situation, I'm not scared. So when they did it, I just was like, put the toy away and fucking let's talk business. (laughs) But they didn't do it. Saeed spit on somebody. You were out there calling motherfuckers out. Had to. This this, this, this is back in the day when you were like the 5'10, 5'11 John Cena. Like, yo, he, like, this is back in the day when fucking my roommate, as a freshman, because I'll I never forget looking at him one day. We were just changing. We worked, it was because we worked out. I don't know if we worked out together or we had a, you worked out. I don't know what happened, but I, I remember we both were changing. We were going to go to the showers. I was, I, I remember looking at you and I remember just being like, not on no, not on no attractiveness thing, just being, looking at you being like, that makes no sense. Your body composition, your 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 fat to body ratio, the fact that you are two hundred thirty pounds with a V neck. Excuse me, with a with a V at two hundred and fucking thirty five pounds at five ten. It it, it it. I remember looking at you just being like, "You're a problem, bro." And you just being like, "Yeah, I know." And just walking in, and it just like fucking yep. shower with your fucking super yep. football. You just. We were bred like that from high school. It's funny because the reputation of my high school, I always think we we're on steroids. It's just the weightlifting program we had. It's just like, hey, see, he's still calling bullshit. Listen, so, listen, yeah, it's just crazy. Listen, it's just, listen. listen. Yep. The niggas in John Elliott class. <laughs> Dude, don't, no, you see, don't, those were different people. Those are different, <laughs> just all different types of people. <laughs> so, long story short, for the people, it's just like, I, we met. Me and you met my freshman year of high school. His sophomore year is a year older than me. It's because the way our schools are structured is the JV usually plays right before the varsity on the right. opposite team's field. So if it's a home game on, let's say, Dean's field, the JV played on my field. Yep. So we played the game. So we played people. We knew we knew of each other. 
and then you we see were each at other's game. faces. Yep. Yes. So like we knew each other. I mean, constantly because he's the one trying to kill me. Like everything. Oh, like, and, he and even let's told- not let's not act like okay. This is one of the one times Dean can say. This is one of those situations, people, and I don't care if whatever you do, you have somebody like this. This was a situation where Dean was giving it as good as he got it because I was not. There's a lot of situations where I was just dominating a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to really block Steve Katz. There, there was no, there was you, you, you had to take the right angles and you had to be ready to fight because he was willing to die. So it wasn't that like Dean was just like doing whatever the fuck he wanted to, because I would tell you if I was, but I had to work for this shit. So no, so I, I like it was a warrior because I remember after the game, I very rarely will ever go to somebody and be like good shit. But I remember like I think I gave you a hug in the line. I was like, you're an animal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be like, you're an animal. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like the, what you're just saying. I feel like the world needs a little bit more of that. It's like that competitiveness. You. Fucking hated each other on the field, but that's in the competitive nature. It's just like you're good. I was good. You're pushing each other. Like we're having a battle. And just so people know, he wasn't like this all the time. Like he, you had to be like a buck seventy. Like, yeah. at that point. like what, what are you even doing on the line, bro? Like what? It's just because the mindset this guy has, motherfucker, had it was so violent. So I mean, the only thing I could be good like, at. And he, jo- we joke to this day. Even like we played again as we got older and we were on varsity. That he said, like, I was trying to kill you. He's like, honestly, I was trying to kill you. Like, every time, like, I, I was trying to blindside you, but you always were a like, head on a swivel. You're always looking because I was always quick off the ball on a reaction. So, like, and you verbally said that to me. I mean, and I got to admit, uh, like, that team, I, that had to be the best team you guys had ever uh, that I've ever seen was that your senior year. I'm like, holy Yo, shit. Like, you know no, crazy? I don't care. Like, if he watches this at all, I don't know how much he keeps touch with him. Terrell but I do. Up fucking athlete and a half like i won't remember like this guy and like i was a bigger dude too even like even in a junior year you were, you were, you were a different you were a different fucking but, spe- like you're different but, but that, that guy just beyond me and then also uh, god rest his soul too mcclinic if i ever said his name right yeah, yeah like he, he was a hell of an athlete and i just did so many plays that i remember against him but like terrell was like a, I, there's no way it's just like he was just terrell. he was a big dude and so slippery and i, I still remember this day is it, we're going into the second half, right? It's a la- I think it might have been the last play. You guys did a bubble pass to him out of the backfield. I'm like, I am licking my chops because I have the angle. I lined him up. I'm like, I'm going to kill him. I am going to kill this guy. I'm going to get him. And literally, I hit him. Boom. I stopped, stopped him in his tracks, backpedals a little bit, and I just start sliding down to the point, bro. to the point, that I had the back of his jersey with one hand. I am fully on the ground on my back. I'm like, I lined you up. I am not letting go for the rest of my life. And then somebody that you know came, uh, Herb Forrest, fucking cleaned him. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ba- it still wasn't a bad cleanup because this guy, you couldn't clean him up. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was solid. Solid. Yo, I mean, he you was know what's crazy about boots. Terrell in high school? Yep. He barely worked out. You see, so, I hate that. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? I want to say something here that it's actually, I feel like it's almost relevant because they feel like there, there's yes. you, there's so many conversations with racism and sports. It's just like uh-huh. you know, when you share a locker room and people are witnessing our relationship now, it's just like, I'd do anything for you. I'd take a bullet for you. Absolutely. You, when you get run through the mud and deal with the shit with one another, you build this bond that you can't break. You love nope. each other in the nope. sense of that. 
Oh my god. Yo. <laughs> yo, it it <laughs> let me tell you something though. In regards to you, because I room with you and I live with you. And <clears throat> it used to because you remember we lived together. And once mm-hmm. again, like I'm not like, you know, I became a lime, you became a fullback. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand is that like Steve is when I say like he's a different dude, but not for mm-hmm. nothing in my own defense. I actually, from age, I should have graduated your year. Mm-hmm. My mother just put me in school early because she was sick of me being at home. She was like, why is this motherfucker? Oh, damn. No, no, she was going crazy on my mother. And it's funny. This is why I don't have any, you know, I don't, I don't care about people's excuses because my mother and my father, no matter what, my father was a dick at times. Um, he got better when he was older. My mother, my father became my father was a dick at times, never abusive or anything like that, but just was like he was out mm-hmm. there and he was in a different kind of life. And trust me though, mm-hmm. if I ever call my father, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're done, son. Like my mm-hmm. you're you're done. But like my mother wasn't playing that shit. So like my mother had me with tutors and shit like that. So she sent mm-hmm. me to school a year early. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I like I, I can't lie to you. I wonder every now and then. I'm like. What would have happened if she would have kept me in my right grade? Because technically, I I would have been a pro. Like I, I may have one never year, went to Hartwick. One year of a development change, I'm telling you, it, it makes a huge difference. Like one year, one year, one because I year. because you think about it, I would have I would have then played my freshman year on yep. JV. I basically would have had your track. Mm-hmm. I would have did the three years on varsity because I remember that year that we had the yeah. JV varsity scrimmage. I was killing niggas. Yeah. And that it was funny because it was that game for me, at least mm-hmm. because every year Hempstead does a JV varsity scrimmage, but my sophomore year, our JV team was so good. They did it twice. Mm-hmm. They did it back to back weeks and we were killing. And I'll never forget. It was at the end of the season, right? One of the coaches came up to me and they said, yo, you, you know, you're going to be starting next year, right? I was like, huh? Uh, yo, you're going to be starting next year. I didn't make no attention. I stepped, still kept doing the workouts and doing everything. And it's funny. We were on, we were doing the fucking, you know, we were in camp or whatever the case may be. One of the other players had gotten hurt or whatever the case may be. Now, that was the question was like, who's going to be starting? Him or hitting, him or hitting, him or hitting. He got hurt, hitting, got the job. Hinton never lost it. But according to the coach, mm-hmm. I was going to be, I'll never forget during off-season workouts, coach came to me and said, Yo, you know you're starting. And I'll never forget going to that guy. And I was like, yo, can you play guard? And he was like, yeah, why? I said, because I'm going to be starting at center. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yo, but, then, but then this was before I knew that I was a dickhead. Like, yep. it took, it took, it <laughs> took God, God bless my homies, Brad. God bless my homies, Agu. God bless my homies, my homies, Josh. Those three, no matter. Uh, like, was it Fulton? Yeah. I, like, I remember. I, I did yeah, follow him on social media. You know Fulton. Like, like, yo, guys, yo, yo. No, because. All right. So, uh-huh. so I want to actually, I want to backtrack. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. It's just like oh, how we knew do. each other because we were playing the JV game and our varsity's play. So we were watching our varsity because that was a year my varsity was real good. Like we knew that they were going to go places. So we went to every game. And just because it was at your home field, you know, you guys decided to go. And then we realized that my high school was beating the living shit out of yours. We're like, this is not even a game. So we started playing football ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So we were like literally tossing the ball. Like me and the rest of our JV guys that came to watch it and you and your guys. And it was like nothing happened. And we even played that morning. 
It wasn't even like anything like that. It's like it's wild. It, like, and then uh, the other point I wanted to, to to touch in on the racism thing is like, and I you know what I call a spade a spade. You of want course. I come from uh, just so viewers know, predominantly white high school. Yes. We did have a few players. We had this and that, but it was predominantly we were white. You predominantly African American school of at of least the football players. So no, we only thing, had two white kids in the whole school. Yeah, go go to show and how wait, tell me, how many kids did you even graduate with? Or just when you're graduating class, just to give I people think, perspective. So in my graduating class, there was only like maybe, bigger than mine. Yeah, my, my, it was only like maybe five or six. But mm-hmm. what should have graduated was like 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So not even, not even class, 18 or 19, 100 people. We had a class of like 450 to 500. So it's just, yes. like, yeah, you had a lot of, yeah, a lot of people. But I can say, the one thing, even me personally, I don't even mind admitting something like this. Yeah. So, but it's not racism on the football field. No, it's, it's not. just like we knew, like you guys, we had, we had others, like you know, there's other schools in the area, and they're, they're we good. had to, we had to starting fight with, starting with the F, you motherfuckers were disciplined, them. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but the reason, like when it came to training things like that, it's just like, I never had time to even talk shit in the game because I I was struggling to catch my breath from going to offense, defense, because freaking punting, all this shit. Because you Stop. were you were you were balling. Like let's like no 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 no. no. Let's, we had like, thirty three like, guys on the team, so you had to do everything. You had no, to. but that's the no, but fuck that, fuck that. Yeah. Because this is coming from someone who had to go against you on both sides of the ball. You and and I think this is the reason why. Like it's funny because we became roommates in college, mm-hmm. and we never like we knew each other through sports. And I was like, you coming to Hartwick? Yeah, like, we live together. Yeah, I said because like I can't live with my fraternity brothers. Like they'll be too crazy. But like I can live with. Yeah. I don't even know you like that, but I can live. I've, yep. I've, you and I have touched enough, and people who've never played football yep. or played a contact sport, mm-hmm. they don't know what I'm talking about. People who play a contact mm-hmm. sport, they know. Him and I had touched enough over three years, even though I didn't. I didn't touch him at all his senior year. We had hit each other and tried to kill and do all kind of things enough that mm-hmm. I knew. I said, I want to live with you. Because if I live with you, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. And if niggas try to come in here crazy, we'll kill them together. Yep. I like that. Nope. Yep. The whole That's- point is, I-, I wanted to say this is, the, I just want to drill that point. Not a racist standpoint, but mm-hmm. it's like when we're thinking and it's so bad, you think stereotypes, right? You think black people. What are they stereotypical in sports as opposed to white people? Mm-hmm. Faster, bigger, more athletic. So in a sense, when I was doing training in the offseason, things like that, and we're getting ready to play you guys, things like that, it's just like that was motivation for me. Like you guys – it sounds so – you guys, but it's a compliment in the same side. Yeah, I know you, you guys mean. are the baseline. It's just like I need to get there and be better than that. I got to be fast. I got to be stronger. So a school like mine – so we know we're ain't gonna get we ain't gonna be more athletic, we're not gonna be more agile. It ain't happening. So what did we do? We lifted. But so at least the, we're not gonna be beat by strength. Bro, that's so, the but that's the crazy thing yep. to me was because it was like for us at least, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, these motherfuckers are gonna come in big, yoked yeah. up, juiced up. Yeah. And you'll and, run and, circles around us. And like we're just, nothing, but we're, and gonna we're just to gonna have to break yo, yeah. yo. So Physically. shout out to I don't know if he's a continuous listener, mm-hmm. but I know he does listen. Harlan motherfucking Abe House. Oh, oh and hold on. If you, if you say I'm on this, uh, hey, that man, I love that man. That man Yo, was like no I've never, I've never played with Harlan. 
Never played with him at all. Hell of a teammate. Hell of a teammate. I can tell you this. As someone who's faced him, as someone who's hung out with him outside of outside of things, Harlan you, is a fucking class yeah. act man. And the Did thing I bring you to his I, house? Yes. I think we went once. We had a barbecue at his house. You and I had a barbecue. We watched. No. Yes. I've been to Harlan's house twice. One yes. time we went because we were just watching old film. And then, like, because I was yeah. telling Harlan, I said, yo, I got the better of you a few times. He was like, no, you didn't. And we watched the film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get you a few times. I did get you. I said, I did get you. So we watched it. Um, and then another time I came over and he was just cooking. And he was like, yo, do you think when, when, when we go to college, because we were the same age, he was like, you think when we go to college, people pay for my food? And I said, yes, because I would pay for your food. If you tell me we gotta, I got to pay 10 bucks and I can eat all I, everything I want the whole time I'm here, yes, motherfucker, I'll pay for your food. So it's, I, I and that's why, I do conversations with Dean and, and when I'm on Black of the Berry and when I'm on anything, that's why I am the way I am is because it's like, yo, you, you, you people who have, and when I, you people who have never stepped out of your comfort zone on either side of the fence and befriended somebody on the other side of the, the proverbial fence, fence, excuse me, quote unquote, you don't understand the camaraderie that we're talking about. Like, yo, Harlan Avehouse was 6'2", 275, 280 pounds as yeah. a senior and he was strong I, I don't know his numbers but i know he was strong it was a treat and a joy when i was blocking this motherfucker being moved from center to guard because it was like oh when i get a good block on you i can submit this to colleges and then if you fuck me up i don't submit it to colleges <laughs> you'll submit it to colleges <laughs> but after 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 this is all said and done we're able to be talking like it's funny because I think I talked to him like a few months ago and we were talking about different workouts and shit I can do for certain things, whatever the case may be. People step out your comfort. Like, listen, America and Americans, true ones, we all are down for the same shit. Like, that's why mm-hmm. I don't follow political lines. I don't follow your whole thing of like hating all white. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Will I talk shit about certain white folk? Of course I will. Mm-hmm. I'm black. Duh, but if you want me to just blanketly disrespect these motherfuckers, I'm not gonna do it because I have people like this who, because like not not you because your temperament is different, but there are other people. I, I can't use this example. There are other people that I know that view people in a different that view black people in a different way because of me, because of me. There are people who are white who know that I view certain kind of white folk in a different kind of way because of them. That's because we're able to understand that America needs both of us. Like, mm-hmm. like, let me tell you something. People, I, this is what I truly believe. I believe that people in power really don't like that people like Steve and I are friends. That's an issue. Yep. Because they don't like this happening. We've we've been in largely different tax brackets for a very long time. I'm not going to catch up to him for another few years. I will get in there, but it's going to take me a little bit. They don't like these conversations because we're able to find that we have more in common than different. You understand what I'm saying, people? They also don't even want us to lift each other up. Oh, God, no. That's the worst (laughs) part of it. It's just like, 
why is this divide happening so like aggressively? It's just like, and then people who take it for the face value, and that's the problem. You got to step back and see what they're doing. I know we're going completely off topic, but it's so relevant. Steve, just Steve, even, even in this, this is conversation world. with yeah. Dean, we do yeah. whatever the fuck we want. I'm just gonna send it yeah. to Elos to have him cut yeah. the bitch. We do whatever the fuck we want. Go ahead and talk, man. It, it just it, it, that's what I'm seeing. Like I, I tell you things that when I see it, and offends people. I feel like if for some reason it became a racist thing when somebody says facts over feelings. It's just like, wait, wait. I mean, like an asshole comes in all colors, like you're black, <laughs> you're white, you're yeah, fucking brown. Yeah. You, I'm like an asshole's an asshole. I don't you don't judge it by the color of the skin. You judge it by their character and what they're doing. Just like, you know, the, the line that MLK said. But and then you get pumped with the media and how they're trying to divide everybody. I'm like and then like, me and you were like and I try like when I see shit, I'm like. I throw it at you. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It's just like, how do people view this cry racism? And I told you about uh, it. I'm not sure if there's any new advancements on the school in Portland, Oregon. We can always say Oregon itself is a fucking disaster and what's going on there. And everyone on the outside is like, I don't care what party you're on, on the outside. You're looking at what the hell's going on with the state. But then you're talking about where they said an evergreen tree had connotations of lynching. And like Stanford, you could say, all right, this uh, well-known school, if you want to say predominantly white, whatever you want to say, but they have a tree as a mascot. We're talking about mascot. Uh, did I lose you? you no, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm oh, okay, the headphones are dying. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, they're saying the connotations of lynching and an evergreen tree. It's just mm-hmm. like, how, what, like, what is happening? We can't even, it's like, bec- it, it's, it's more of like what the tree symbolizes, but I, I get what that means. But if people were like, and I even saw posts of people being technical. Like, if you want to be technical, an evergreen tree, you can't lynch somebody over the wood. The, the branches are weak. You can't, there's no They're going to break. There's a, there's a, because you know, still. and I think this is my issue with the left. They try to yeah. sensationalize everything and you're sensationalizing things that has no reason to be sensationalized. What I mean by that is we, we, that tree mascot was hurting nobody. The tree mascot never at any point in time showed that it was racist and it was hanging people. It was just a tree as a mascot. But the the fact that we live in the day and age that now people are asking this question, it's counterintuitive because you know what, black people? It's the same reason why when I when I released the episode talking about what happened to Carson Naviaro, the reason why I did not take the easy route of of the race card because we would understand it but our counterparts would not you need to bring the conference i understand what you're gonna say i shouldn't need to well it is what it is it's america you gotta bring the conversation to a different realm so that way you're able to have the conversation in an impactful way it does not matter if you're talking about something even if you're right when in, in, in a manner that no one is going to respect, understand, or agree with. That's the reason why I came at that argument in regards to civil liberties infringements. You see what I'm saying? Don't get caught in the normal song and pony dance. Rise above it. Meet them where they want to be met. So that when when they do not meet us on that same platform, on that same level, when we then use the race card that we know is the reason for these actions, it is played in a way that is what is called in spades a trump card. 
You understand what I'm saying, people? Dean is going in a totally different manner, in a totally different direction, because right, the, the component of race is in everything in America. But a lot of white people will not understand that because of their position within America. You have to speak to them in a manner that they can understand. It does not matter if you're speaking in a manner that someone cannot understand. The same thing as love languages. Like the reason I believe that Justin and I work so well is because we do have two different love languages. We do. But we both know how to communicate with the other. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? That's the so, point of those love languages. You got to know which one. Like Just to your point on that, you got to know which language works for each one of you. That's how they accept that love. So I know exactly how you're talking about. So, so that's where you got to understand it. Yeah, it's like you got you to gotta break it down. So like when you're talking to people and you're trying to get a viewpoint, you have to meet them on their level. So let's mm -hmm. not black people. I'm challenging you because it's. It would be easy for us, and when I say easy, because we can we we can readily prove it. This the reason that such and such happened was because of race. We can we can prove it that way, but we know that they're not going to listen to it that way. So meet them on their level. Meet them in a way so that it makes them say, "Hey, listen, either you're with this or you're with this." You understand what I'm saying? And if you listen <laughs> to this, you've most likely already listened to my breakdown on civil liberties. Mm -hmm. People, open your minds. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in whatever you're into. The people on the other side can absolutely help you, but you have to meet them on their level. Mm -hmm. It's America. It's a spade to spade. You know what? And I you know off that. Let me attack the white people. Go ahead. Oh, side. I'm clipping this. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, you know, we're, we're fucking guilty. Like, what are you saying? And that's what people don't understand. They're watching this. It's like, I, I see the bullshit on both sides. It's like, okay, what on the white people, what's the one thing that they say Oops. when they, they uh -huh. say, I'm just going to put in quotes, black people are crying out? It's they think that black people are playing victim, right? They play, they always play victim. That's what the people on the far right are saying victim, victim, right. victim. But are you, are you taking a step back to understand why they're saying that, where they're coming from? Like, that's what I hate to see. Things are so one-sided. It's like, mm. all right, Dean, how were you raised? How did you come from? Your perspective on life is going to be much different than mine, but I'm not an asshole where I'm not going to take a step back and think how I believe the world to be from how I grew up. That's how it right. is for everybody. I got to understand that you grew up the way that you did and your decisions and how you think are based on that and where you came from and what you right. experienced. So that's what people got to understand. I'm looking on both fucking sides of it. It's just like, not everybody is just a far left, right. Let me burn all the shit down. And not everybody on the far right is this proud boy, Karen, that we like to say now. It's not like that. It's like you have people that are in between and you're looking at two of them right now. That's just like, yep. you got to call a spade a spade. We are guilty. There's guilty people in all parties. It's like, when the hell do we eventually meet in the middle? Like, wh where does that come? And that's why I say I get freaking bombarded with people saying stuff about mainstream media. And that's where their main source is like you can't. You really can't just base on, no. on that. It's like you got to try to see all these other outside sources and kind of compile everything to make a compelling argument. It's just I try to any type of position I have, I have some evidence or something to back it up. Like if I'm trying to have any type of debate, 
And one thing I do want to touch, and even though it's irrelevant to the story and everything, but it's going on currently, is the George Floyd trials. I've been tracking it from start. Mm. So I'm seeing it from both ends. I want to see, okay, I, I this is how everybody, the viewers know that I've been viewing it. I want to see the lawyers, how they attack it. I want to see how I attack, I, I pose how I attack it as I was the prosecution and how I was the defense. So right. the things that you see, if you're just like keeping track of like, like maybe like small Twitter posts or these clips on news, they're clipping what the whole testimony was of a witness. Like you don't get the whole thing. Like, all right. So if you're listening to uh, CNN, if you're listening to, like, if you're a News 12 on Long Island, on New York, um, wherever you right, are, right, right. if you listen to all these things, they're going to clip it to be a, making the prosecution look good. There's really no source that I really have seen yet that's actually defending the defense because people are saying his murder was caught on video, right? So there's one thing I want to touch specifically on this is the video. There's a video that they were showing. The defense showed that Chauvin's knee wasn't on the neck the entire time. It was on his back, right? And then uh, the prosecution always shows that he was on his neck. It's like it's like they're saying camera angles, this and that. And I call bullshit on both. Anyone, this is why. Watch the whole clip. Everyone watch the whole clip. If you see the background when Chauvin's knee is not on the neck, it's true. It wasn't only when the freaking uh, uh, EMS, EMTs, whatever you want to call them, were on scene. Because if you see from a different angle on other clips, you saw that he shifted back on him to lift his knee up so they could check for a pulse. Right. So that's the defense side is at the very end of that whole altercation. Say, oh, his knee was on there. Yes. OK, granted, it wasn't on there at that point in time. So, like I said, I don't care how this trial goes out. People are so adamant about it. But then I see the prosecution. No, it was on his neck for the first four. And he only moved once EMT were there to try to check for a pulse. There's all different camera angles. But yet you don't see that. You're not going to see that on the news. You're not going to see that. But I can tell you, I saw the whole fucking thing. And if you're watching it, that's what happened. It's like, yes, he was on for, I would say, 98% of the time is on the neck. And then the last 2%, he wasn't. It's like, okay. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so biased in how they try to argue things. It's just like, mm-hmm. I, at this point, I don't want to have any clips of anything. Like, if you want to show something, I want the full unedited clip with no, like, voiceover. Nobody's saying anything. I want to watch it and come to a determination of myself because it's, I'm not defending anybody in this case, but it's going to be so hard because they got a problem. I'm not sure if there's any statute that I'm missing, but everything's got to be beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm not sure if like the lower end charges have to be like that. And that's but when, the, and when they know, have I, the witnesses though, this is what they're not showing. Like right? the witnesses are showing they're like, oh, like Tobin, that was uh, one of the doctors saying yeah. like he died of this based on his respiratory rates and stuff like that. And his breathing, I was able to tell he died from this. I'm like, okay, just being objective, you're standing back. How can you so conclusively from a video determine that somebody died of that when they have other issues going on? Because now that they introduced that there was drugs in the system, this and that, that kind of debunks. It makes it harder for beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, That's okay, the- it's like, because if you're questioning, well, right. maybe, and they had one, like, uh, I'm not sure like, how official it was, but one of the medical examiners saying, you know what, if he died in his house, we would have ruled this an overdose. So it's just like, okay, this is not helping the prosecution. Yeah, and you're a prosecution you- witness. So it's just like, but you know, you, you know what see it is, both though, too. I think when you, the George Floyd thing is so. This is good. This is going to be like a precedent set in this country on the outcome of this case. I don't care what parties are because everyone's saying he was murdered on a video, murder, murder, murdered. But you're saying like, but the way the court of law works, it's like you got to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Some breaking news? We have breaking news or what? Good. Oh, what, yo? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, people. So listen here. For people who don't know, I have got a text from one of my one of my boys. The motherfucking tags. He's getting fucking married. Hold on. Yo, son, I fucking just got your message. Congratulations. I'm currently recording with motherfucking Steve motherfucking cats. I promise you I'm going to call you after this. But congratulations to you. Congratulations to your future wife. Holy fucking shit. I am so proud of you. Good shit. Who is this? Fucking tags. Asking oh. married. Holy shit. It's fucking beautiful. It threw my whole thing oh, off. Because nice, nice. usually, usually like I would like, you know, ignore certain texts. But when you mm-hmm. get a text like that and you see the picture, you're like, hold on, let me see what the fuck is going on. I gotta call him out. Holy shit, good for yeah. you. But back on your point. So I, I know there's so many different things here. I'm like, you know what? I want to see how they present the facts. Like, that's what I'm saying. I sit you, there like Yes, right. the prosecution, the defense, but I'm, I, what I mean is basically I want to sit as in the juror. Like, I'm a, I'm a jury member. I'm hearing all of this, the emotional testimonies, the thing that's heart-wrenching. It's sad to see someone die on video. It's no matter how you slice it. It's just that now, like, the whole thing is when they say facts over feelings, it's just like, this is tough now. So this are we is, worried what, about... What, what, you know what it is, my issue with law enforcement, is, is that, like, one... Why is it acceptable that you can sit on somebody's neck that you know they can't breathe? Like you as a law enforcement officer should be able to detain them. Um, My question to you on that note, though, I'm not defending anything. Yeah, of course. But you're an officer. You're usually hearing all these like testimony, like not testimonies, but you, you somebody you're trying to arrest. You always hear something or like an excuse for them try to evade it or get out of it. Like you say like this. Oh, I can't breathe. But like this video saying he can't breathe while before he was even in the car. And before he was even on the ground, like we're talking about 10, 15 minutes before he was even put on the ground. Right. So it's just like, but no, I, I agree with you. There's so much time. Where no, I got you. Use of force too. It's just like, but you as a human being, when someone is saying that to you as a human being and you know that and you start, don't tell me this, this is the one thing I want to say, because they're saying, all right, the one thing I want to say to they're saying, I'm not sure if you saw the image that they sh- uh, show with the, the knee on the neck with the foot off the ground. Right. They're saying how much weight. But anybody knows if you're on your knees, you can shift your weight onto the right knee or the other knee. So how right. are you saying the amount of force? Like very specifically. But I mean, I don't really like care about that. But there's th- so many egregious forces a human. You'll know, like if, even if you're on top of somebody, that they're not moving and they're starting to go lifeless. It's just like, at what point do you realize you, you get off? Like you're an asshole. Like this- I, think, I think the issue is that with cops now, we've gotten to the point that we are okay with them disrespecting our civil liberties. Um, mm-hmm. and even even the right who yells so much about it, you're okay with it because every time it happens to someone who doesn't look like you, you find an excuse to why it should have happened. So, oh, he's resisting. He's doing this. He's on drugs. It's this and that. It's it's at the end of the day, we live in a society that acts like the government is against them, but then they love law enforcement no matter what they do, and we don't hold them to a higher standard because. You're the trained one in this situation. The civilian is not. So the civilian should absolutely be trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. It's uh, 
I think we're in a time in, in a time and place where people aren't understanding that their constitutional rights are being infringed upon. Like with the George Floyd thing, that was different. But still, the fact that it took one officer to kneel on your neck, another officer to hold the crowd mm-hmm. of, crowd of, crowd against you, and then you had two other officers sitting on him. Why? Mm-hmm. Like we don't pay you for that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you get you get paid. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Off of a fucking cigarette charge, you know what I mean? And I think that's the issue that black people have with 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 white America. It's like you shouldn't die. Like white America, you Steve might not never die from some shit like that, but mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that we live in a society that doesn't like the right doesn't accept that—that's the reason that you don't get more minority votes. If you were able to call out the injustices in society, mm-hmm. I guarantee you more minorities will be voting for you because mm-hmm. the shit that you're with, we genuinely are with as well. But the issue is that you are, your character, your character is racist. That's what we can't go with. Mm-hmm. And then it puts us in this weird situation that now you have left-wing media sources able to paint you as big racist devils because you don't do anything to fight the title. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying, people. Mm-hmm. You gotta step your shit up. Step your shit up. That's so the only uh-huh. Go ahead. So the so the one thing I would say, um, when in a circumstance like this, right? It's the white cops, black guy getting killed, or certain things like that. You have the people all the way on the right. First thing that they're saying, well, what did he do? Was he resisting arrest? Like, what was he doing? Things like that. Right. And it's like, that's, and, and it's like, all right, if it's a white person, it's like, oh, it's sad. Like, that's the four. But like, I'm, I'm a person that's just like, all right, something happened. Like, this person was arrested or whatever. Their uh, use of force was abusive. I don't care what color you are. I'm like, all right, what did they do? Like, now right. I, I say that for everybody. I at least, one thing I try to, I try to do, and I think I do a very good job, is I, I'm honest on the whole situation and I'm very objective. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter to me. Like, if you're a white person starting to fight off a cop, the sad part is we're talking about characters of police officers. Most likely, if you're a white person fighting off a cop, you might not get shot because you're white. But you're black. If you fight a cop, you might get shot. So it just depends. The officer you come across the day, the day, the day that they're having. But that's the one thing, too. It's like, as an officer, you can't have your bad day being exemplified in your job. I'm sorry. And that's why you're getting paid. That's why you're getting these benefits that you do and the health insurance and all the coverages and everything. And you are. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got some shit saying that people are out here being fucking disrespectful. I'm sorry. And then, of course, then after I get that text, you get fucking uh, goddamn tag saying love you. You know, know, shout out to both of us and fucking him and his girl that he's getting married to. They've been together for fucking years. Looks like they got fucking he engaged in fucking like like Nevada or shit. Oh, oh, I have to. Oh, listen here, people. Listen here, people. I do not normally do this, but there's a lot going on beside. There's a lot going on in my phone right now. I don't know what's going on. I have to stop this now. To get a hold of what the fuck is happening in my personal life. I promise you this. I promise you this. I'm going to ask Steve right after we're fucking done. When he's available. And we're most likely going to shoot sometime next week. The part two is coming out for this episode. Do not complain. Do not say shit to me. Suck my dick. Okay. It's coming out. 
the following week, next week, I'm going to record with Steve and we will release the second episode. After that, the Geo episode is going to come loose. You understand me? Steve's episodes come out this Monday. If you listen to it, it came out on a Monday. His next episode will come out next week. The week after that, we have Geo. The week after that, I want to bring Mr. Henderson back on. I'm talking about Mr. J. Henderson. Yeah, I'm talking about the model. I'm talking about the guy that was on power. I'm talking about the guy who happens to have an OnlyFans page right now. Oh, yes. This is what the fuck Dean does. Steve will be here next week. We will see you next week. But a lot of shit is happening in my personal life that I have to figure out what the fuck is going on. Shout out to Tags. Everyone else causing me grief. Holy shit, you assholes. You knew I was recording gold for the people, but I will not let you stop me. We'll be back next week. We'll finish out all my questions. Don't you worry. I am Dean. Crazy number Steve. You got anything to say to people? No, we're going to continue where we left off. We're going to continue where we left off. The only reason is because the goddamn anchor machine will fuck your shit up. You know, if you go over X amount of time, let me tell you people. Mm-hmm. Depending on how Anchor does this, it may be three episodes with Steve. So you may actually be on episode two. Oh, damn. (laughs) And then I say he's coming back. But guess what? I don't care because I'm my own executive producer. I do what the fuck I want. I am D. That over there is numbers motherfucking Steve. You motherfuckers know what this is. This is goddamn conversation with Dean. We do what it is. I give you the information. I bring you guests to give you information. I am trying to help you help yourself. Peace, love, and motherfucking chicken. I am Dean. That is Steve. We are motherfucking out. Steve, you got anything to say to the people? No, I have a good one. We'll be talking about Biden's actual tax plan next time around. Ooh. Till next time, folks. Till next time. Peace, bitches. We out.